Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for RL Aftershock episode 17, our quintessential weekly podcast for everything that is EU Rocket League and all the EU Rocket League esports stuff. My name is Switchblade J. Joining me is Mr. Digital Bacon through picture format because Discord has decided it's going to shit the bed today and uh, we can't actually get it working without some proper sort of random solution that uses Skype as like a workaround. It's, it's fucking weird this week. Like, mm. it's just, I don't even know what to say about it, man. But yeah, like, how are you doing in your world of 2D logo goodness? Uh, doing all right. It's, uh, that thing seems a little flat around here, but we'll have to uh, stretch things out, I think. <laughs> of course, that you was the gonna, worst be, joke This ever. is going to be like the worst puns mm. in the world today. But uh, I mean, yeah, one event of, uh, what an eventful week for Rocket League has been so far, Baker, man. We've had some massive news go down. Obviously, we were doing the qualifiers, uh, you know, individually. It's also mm. been a really massive week. I know that you've been very, very busy uh, doing Rocket League things over with the Rewind, obviously, with the DreamHack mm -hmm. stuff. I've been doing it on my own personal channel. But it's yeah, been a very, did. very fun little week. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry? You ditched us. Went in, did. went rogue, did your own thing. We were there like, oh, okay, we'll just have to... Right, it earned me people. a front page fucking shout out on yep. the subreddit, okay? So don't even, don't even say mm -hmm. anything. Oh, no, no, <laughs> right? I so... get that. Like, when, because when CJ got in contact with me, it's like, so are you doing both Rewind your own channel? I was like, yeah, fuck doing my own channel. <laughs> I've got Rewind <laughs> to deal with because I had to do the broadcast on Saturday, you know? So if I didn't do that, Rewind would not have, not been able to do it. So... Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, had I mean, to be actually, nothing. I mean, I mean, actually, you know, honestly, I was considering after we were done, me and Green Crafters were done, like he was going to hop straight back into, uh, uh, hop straight back into Rewind and do the broadcast there. I was thinking of just hopping in, hopping in, in uh, pop, hopping in with him. Uh, you should close out the broadcast. I probably should have done honestly. I mean, because, I, I, didn't I mean, get... we didn't get Craftman like casting a game, but on the desk, you know, because we were doing it a bit like. Hmm. Remember how we did WSOE a bit? So we were just doing. Um, Everyone chit-chatting in between, so there's no downtime, no breaks. Uh, but then the casters had their breaks, you know, when the two casters were casting the match. And I'm really loving that format. Like, I've taken it to the extreme, of course, from when we were working with Daz, uh, to, you know, doing a, a crew of five people now. But it's, I think this could potentially be the best way we do Rocket League casting coming up, because breaks are shite, face it, aren't they? No one wants to just yeah. listen to music yeah. and look at a blank screen for five minutes. Well, that's that's what me and Kraft has figured out because like, we got we got Shogun hosted us when we were going into our last series mm. of the day, and we were instantly just like, right, we don't want to lose these viewers quick. Let's just get on stream and start talking and fill for ten fucking minutes before we uh, get back into into the matchup and go into our last one of the day. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, overall, I, I think that the way that we've handled the streams over DreamHack and WSOE, like you know, across the board, has been very very fun. Honestly, I, I really I really enjoyed how we've had things go on so far. Oh right? yeah, the the response we got from the uh, DreamHack guys was great. So yeah. I, I I don't think um, community streams for DreamHack qualifiers are going anywhere, anywhere soon. I reckon throughout the whole of this year, we could see them continue because it's a really good method for them. Because face it, they don't have to pay any money for these qualifiers and they're getting good, you know, thousands upon thousands of viewership. It's all win-win for everyone. So expect this to be a running theme. I'd expect so too. And you know what you also expect to be a running theme every week here in the Rocket League esports space for Europe? news of rosters <laughs> that seems to be going on in the weekly that, occurrence. That was a lame transition. I was just there like, <laughs> roster swaps, and you were like, news of rosters. And I was like, Jay, ah, oh, you bottled it, buddy. <laughs> I, in all fairness, in all fairness, right, not all of them are roster swaps per se. We're, the first story we're going to start off with on a podcast is actually 
um, is actually has to do with Savage. Uh, they're not going to make a change, although I have encouraged that they do. Uh, they're looking at possibly signing to uh, FC Barcelona. Now, we're going to have a video pulled up on stream in just a moment's time uh, from uh, from a live stream from... Who, what's her name again? Was it um, a, a B? I can't God remember knows. how... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm is it Devo's girlfriend or is it... Remco's girlfriend. I can't. I think remember it's. I think one. it's Nils Cook's girlfriend. Because like, I, 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 I'm too honest. Here's the thing. I don't even know. Right? I don't. I don't. I don't get into interpersonal relationships. The only reason I, I giggle at that, that sorry, is that she has leaked so many things in the past. Exactly. And they've all been true. So, yeah. <laughs> well. Well, let, let's. Let, 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 well, Tractor's going to play the video for you. Unfortunately, the um, uh, uh, the, the audio doesn't work at the moment. Uh, but essentially, uh, talking about uh, uh, being was it Bluey's girlfriend or something like that, like as a joke, saying, "Oh, uh, he wants the edict," and uh, then they go on to say something about, "Oh yeah, no, they're going to move towards Barcelona," and then so like, "No, you're not supposed to say that yet." Like, no, no, but she you said, goes, I said Spain. <laughs> yeah, something like that, and it's basically everyone knows um, for those at home that aren't in the know about it, it's a LPG. Um, LPE. LPE, sorry. Ooh, I'm Bacon's dumb. I'll, uh, looking to set up this league coming up soon of um, Battle Right and Rocket League. And they, they've got some teams already lined up. You know, you've seen a lot of football teams come into the mix. But we haven't had any significant major pickups. Now, Savage would be a significant major pickup, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. And I think that's the main thing right there for, for FC Barcelona to come forward and, and do that. Um, I don't think it was Battle Ride, I think it was Clash Royale, if I recall correctly. Oh, that's it. Sorry, See, I, I should I know this because I was approached. I, I, sh I should know this because I was approached about doing that tournament and I, uh, I, I didn't really want to do Clash We all Royale. were approached and they were just like, <laughs> we, we, we all went like, so what are your plans for the future? And then suddenly at that point, nothing. <laughs> and that, so all us casters, even like I was talking, I told you about, I was talking to Doomsie and uh, it was approached to be one of the managers of one of the teams and coach and all of that. And everyone was just there like, yeah, this is cool, but there's nothing solid here. Like it looks very, um, th there's a short term plan, but no future plan, which is a little bit worrying. For me, anyway. yeah, like, like the, the thing about LPE is I didn't hear much about it until I saw the job listings go up, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna criticize them too much because apparently I might still be in the running to go ahead and go <laughs> to Barcelona, which is very confusing because I already turned them down once. Uh, but uh, um, they just keep yeah, coming no, back like, for you. <laughs> <laughs> we watch you. We watch you. No, seriously, like LPE stuff. Like I think it is kind of like a, a kind of a key point of how significant it will be for Rocket League, just based off of how non-existent it virtually has been so far so yeah i think it's going to be great if 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 savage went to fc barcelona because i don't think they want to just ex compete exclusively in lpe like they're an, an internationally recognized team they are possibly mm. one of the best in europe you know they are in the rlcs next season so they've got to have that and fc barcelona that's going to be a massive like football club to enter into the into the rocket league space because like, you've got to think of the salaries that savage are going to get you've got to think about what that's going to bring to the scene overall um, but I just wanted to query you on this. Do you, do you, uh, do, do you, what, what, what's your impression of Barcelona if this roster move is going to go down? Of course, it probably will. So, um, Barca, uh, they, they have their previous venture into esports is alongside G2. Um, so this would be them going on their own for once. I just don't get it personally because the other teams we've seen signed up are bubble teams. So, Savage is well ahead so barcelona i get that that's cool i mean we've got psg there so that'd be awesome to go alongside but if i'm savage a whole relocation that's a lot of commitment and 
to be quite frank, from what we've seen with Devo and the Gfinity Elite series, half the time he can be asked for that. So why would a move over to Spain? I mean, it's a little bit of independence, don't get me wrong, you're completely, but it's a complete relocation, and that is a lot of commitment to it. For me, I just, I can't see that being a realistic choice, especially when you're locked in very heavily to LPE stuff, not into RLCS, which, you know, would be there. And then maybe you might have to miss out on some DreamHack uh, Pro Circuit coming down because you've got to do their big tournament because they're all locked into contract for that, you know? For me, this well... is... I'm I not think... sure how the exclusivity works with the LPE stuff because I know that now obviously mm. we we know how much of it, how much how exclusive it is from us as casters because obviously we've yeah. already been approached for the job and we know that it's all like right you're moving out to Barcelona you're only going to do our tournaments you're only going to do our broadcasts. That was another um, thing which made casting for them a little bit weird was it wasn't you're only doing their stuff you've got to go to them for permission on everything I think it was which was a little bit like okay that's, what including that's just... aftershock. <laughs> Might um, have to go message them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, might have to. But... Might have to let them know. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what this again. I, I'm not sure how the specific exclusivity works for LPE. I imagine probably LPE would have to take a, a, a precedence over uh, mm. all other tournaments. Which again, yep. I'm, I'm not sure what that means for the grand scale of, of of Rocket League because LPE are a brand new tournament. Who we haven't again, we haven't seen much of what they've been able to do. You know, I haven't seen any of their broadcasts so far. I know they've already got talent. You know, like I've said in the past, my boy John Allen, uh, he's already out there. He's working with them. He says that they're a good lot. You know, he's got a, a relatively good, um, uh, a relatively good amount of uh, reputability, in my mm -hmm. personal opinion. But I haven't seen any of their broadcasts yet. I haven't seen much of what's been able of what they've been able to offer. I haven't seen. Uh, uh, I don't even think they've got a Twitch. Or if they have got a Twitch page, it has not been pushed to the forefront of my thing. Um, I'm just going to check this rule. Yeah, they do have a Twitch page, excuse me, but they've not done any broadcasts yet. They haven't publicized any of the specifics of the tournaments or anything like that. So, again, I'm 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 a little bit not off put by the way that this whole thing's weighing up. But I'm just approaching this with a bit of skepticism more than anything else. That's it, because there's nothing been done yet from them previously. Uh, they don't really have anyone coming on board as part of their team that is massively reputable. Like you said, John Allen, for me, is actually the biggest member, but he's a caster, so he's not production crew or anything like that. Um, their set looks decent. Um, nothing mind-boggling, but very serviceable for what they're doing as well. My biggest problem is no idea about what the prize pool is going to be, how much, you know, they're looking to pay their players. No sort of like real solid money talks going on. It's just this is what we're going to do. And it's like, OK, but how do you plan to pay for that? Are you getting what are your sponsors? It's the it's the nitty gritty financials of it, which have just been glossed over. Well, actually, speaking of glossing other things, this is a little detail that our good buddy Gerald Jam just, just put in the Twitch chat. So this is completely new. Uh, this is an official communication. They put this out today. So we weren't even aware of this. LPE are actually delaying their league until... Um, so it was, okay, so the league was supposed to start tomorrow, but uh, apparently they're delaying it back a little bit further. I'm not sure where it's towards, though. So again, this doesn't do anything for the confidence of, of, the, of the Barcelona pickup all the confidence of LPE as a whole, you know? Yeah, definitely. And this delay further, um, have they even given a time to when they're delaying this to? Because we knew no. when we were getting these contracts, that it was the end of January, um, like in the initial talks to us and that. And we were just like, okay, so we've got two months to near enough relocate and everything over. And there's no delay date or anything like that. So this to me, look, like it's a lot of stalling. 
uh, because they're unsure, because they don't want to pay out half hour's project, which, don't get me wrong, is good, but it's still very much like everything's up in the air. WSOE yeah. ran smoothly uh, in the end. Ish. Don't get me wrong, I'm still going to hack on about the whole sign-up time and that sort of thing. They should have uh, announced it a little bit ahead, but the actual running of the tournament was quite good. Uh, I'm expecting very much the same from the finals. Let's just, uh, I'm going to give LPE the benefit of doubt. Let them do their own thing. They're new to it and they've got to figure it out. Let's just hope for the best. I don't want to be a cynic to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how things play out. I think I think that's the main thing right there. We'll see how things play out, but I'm going to approach this with a little bit of skepticism. Um, whether or not this will work out for Barcelona FC, I mean, I'm not sure whether their interest extends further than LPE or whether it goes to the uh, full-blown extent of of being involved in Rocket League and any sports as a whole, but we'll find mm. out how the whole thing goes down for them. Uh, into more telling news, some more confident news, I guess you could say. I'm not, I mean, confident is a bit of a subjective word, because if you say confident in the sense that I think of confident, but I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this particular roster. Maybe I already mentioned it mm. when we brought the rumor round up at the very beginning of the, of, the, uh, of the year, but obviously Dignitas have officially announced that they are signing Yukio. They have uh, picked him up. He is going to be replacing the likes of KDOP, who just moved to Vitality, and uh, he's going to be in this uh, roster now. When we speculated this, you said that you thought it would work really, really well. Now, just to yep. recap, or just to sort of like, you know, just get your thoughts of how they progressed since that point. What do you make of this now? It's actually come down. Yeah, no, I still think it's a good roster swap. Um, this will be able to keep Dignitas the same level they're at now. Um, remember, because they're still competing with TSM for that top dog of EU. They're going to be a dream hack. They're one of the invited teams going along next month alongside TSM, I do believe. That's why you didn't see them in the open qualifiers and in turn the closed qualifiers of the pro circuit. So in a couple of weeks' time, we'll have the full sort of rundown. Because remember, they're both going to be at WSOE as the invited teams as well this weekend coming. And then two, weekend, uh, two weekends after that, when is dream hack it? Blimey, I can't remember now when the actual DreamHack finals. I'm quickly looking it up as we talk uh, when the main event is going to be. It is the 15th to the 17th. It's that weekend, 15th and 16th um, of February. So how long is that? Four weeks from now? Uh, three weeks from yes. this upcoming weekend. Um, that's when we'll finally have a rundown. Okay, did it work? Is Yukio coming on board a good move? I personally think, looking ahead of it, it is UK be able to fit in with their star quite nicely. It's going to be a lot more passing orientated and chemistry based than having KDOP on there. But it can only be good things for me. Dignitas aren't hurt from this move. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say they're hurt per se, but I'm thinking more in, in terms of what Yukio has been able to do and, and the way that he's sort of acted within the context of the uh, uh, of, within the context of the last team he was part of Flipside Tactics. And the thing about Flipside is that it took them a very long time for them to find a way for Yukio to fit in. It took a little bit of time for him to come out of his shell in regards to how he interacted with Miztik and uh, and Cookseer. And for him, well, that's not like down to suffer... Yukio. That's Cookseer and Mystic being pretty awkward in their playstyles. Yeah, but my thing about it is that what if that's also the same in regards to uh, Violent Panda and Turbo Pulsar, right? Because they are big, big personalities. Yukio has just worked come on out many his... different teams beforehand and can flick, uh, flick over. They have That's been on true. so many different projects. I think they'll be able to adjust. These lads have been screaming for a little while. I reckon coming into WSOE this coming weekend, they should be 
people should be careful of them is pretty much it because they look like they could be a dominating force when you look at the others that have gone along tsm for me is really the top dog to beat and then you've got cloud nine and nrg they're probably more cloud nine in favor because nrg are a little bit topsy-turvy at the moment but if we're there looking at like um you know power rankings for me T- uh, tsm one and then dignitas and cloud nine like a two three let's just see how it goes on the day uh, I, again, I, 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 I personally think Yu-Gi-Oh is going to be a strong addition. I, I, I think he's going to be a strong addition. Again, my problem is, is how it's going to fit into the team style of Dignitas, right? Again, because it took them a very long time to get Flipside together when it came to Yu-Gi-Oh, right? And he's up against some big personalities this time around. I, I'm not 100% convinced now. Again, I, I've got to see how this works out on WSOE, which is, of course, coming up uh, later on at the end of this week. So there is... I don't know. The, the, again, for me, there's a lot of skepticism. There's a lot of skepticism in this roster in the same sort of way that I would approach any other roster uh, with any sort of skepticism at all, you know. But this one in, in particular is something that just doesn't quite fit for me. You know, again, I was a, I was a big believer in the idea that Dignitash needed to buckle down and, and, and get themselves together and, and try and what figure out... What makes you think that it's not going to fit? Like, again, it's just the, it's the history just... of... It's the history of him not being able to perform when he's in a brand new environment. Exactly what happened in Flipside. Took him a very long time for him to fit in. He's with more big personalities, bigger than the likes of... When he joined Flipside, it wasn't him that was the problem for me. It was Mystic. It Mystic. wasn't. It wasn't. No, it was, it was the team line. from Mystic. It, it was the team just line. Just him not being able. Like, it's the different flowing game. Turbo and Vine Panda. Vine Panda, of course, the captain, he's going to be looking at that and going, okay, how do we make it work with Yukio? And I actually reckon there's not going to be much change there, apart from Turbo and Panda are going to have to focus a lot more on passing plays, which they already had quite a fair amount beforehand. Yeah, but the thing about it is that how is Yukio going to fit into that manner? Again, it's not my problem. Is not with the player. It's not with the. Is is not with the, the move itself. It's with the team around it in particular. Because again, I think that Yukio, when he was picked up, would have been. He was the big star of. Uh, uh, he was the new star of uh, uh, of Flipside back at that point. Hmm. Um, and then coming into this one, he's sort of like again, similar sort of new blood, but just. Fitting around those personalities, fitting around that team style, I think that's where Dignitas are really going to struggle more than anything else. No, this for me is good for Dignitas because they got complacent, you see? So that shake-up will revitalize them. All right, well, we'll have to see. I think this is an yeah. agree-to-disagree sort of thing. Because again, This I'm, is I'm, one I'm of skeptical. those, let's see how it plays out, and then we can finally come to a conclusion. Yeah. Beforehand, it's all speculation because no one has actually seen them play a tournament or a competitive game. No, absolutely not. You know, obviously there's still a lot of like question marks about it. So we'll have to see how how that's going to work out. I still have my skepticism. I'm still thinking I'm going to stick there with my skepticisms. Uh, but we'll <laughs> see how it plays out for Dignitas overall. So next thing, something we can be certain of is the fact that Fnatic are gone. <laughs> in short, uh, that's the uh, the short and thick of this next story. Uh, Fnatic have announced that they are dropping their roster uh, from <laughs> Rocket League. I, mean, I still wanted to much... cut in there. It was like, what did you want to cut gone, and I was about to go, but for how long? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> this well, is what we we're I'll... saying. We we're talking about Barcelona's to Savage earlier. Fuck Barcelona. Fnatic, pick up these lads. Roken, if you're listening, buddy, just quickly hop on into those DMs. They've said it in that blog post. Uh, it should come up on screen now. I don't think it's actually in the tweet, but it's the blog post they link there. They literally say, if you're a top flight team, looking to get sponsored and think you're a fit for Fnatic, send us a DM. That, to me, is pretty much just reaching out into the whole world and going, there is only one top-flight EU team 
one ROCS team not actually sponsored at the moment. This is just like sending beams across going, Savage, fucking DM us right now. We want you. I mean, I'm not sure it's that direct. I mean, for certain, they they do. Fnatic seem like they want an opportunity. They still want to stay in at the. Uh, they just at, dropped at the an ROROS team because they went down. They want a high, so that's not high enough for them. There is only one team that is available above that. Like we we talked in private about it. the only other option would be Red Reserve because they've got workings with Fnatic, but this is a fresh team. They're not going to have to do any dealings, you know. Yeah, I'd say the same sort of thing as well. You know, again, I feel like that is the most obvious move for me. I'm not sure whether it will happen again with everything we've seen for the Barcelona thing. Again, there's still a lot of specifics and unknowns we don't know about uh, as of right now. Um, but, uh, you know, let's talk about the roster itself. Obviously, what is the future for Snasky, Maestro and Siki? Because they still have that RLRS spot. But do we think we can stay, mm. they can stay in the RLRS? Do we think they can find another organization to represent? Or they're just going to go it alone as the three-man unit that they are? I can see them getting picked up by a new Gfinity Org. Um, we already know that Snasky's on the out, what with the addition of Pondex. Uh, I very much doubt that that was Snasky's option to get changed out. Because um, Pondex is a great player. He just has to be in the right sort of like scene. The difference of Marquee being replaced with Breezy, we saw how well that did for XL. But XL not sponsoring them. This is more Pondex wanting to get onto a team that could get sponsored, you know, since Niels has just gone and I wouldn't say he's joined secret, but it's heavily looking that way, you know, because complexity sticking together or wanting to anyway. So the team's gone their own little ways and Pondex for me is an upgrade. We, they did. We'll go on to the whole dream hack thing a bit later, of course, the little yes. preview for it now, but I don't see any reason for it to go any other way. And these lads are a Gfinity team. They should get picked up by Gfinity Org next season, which is good, especially since they have the RLRS spot. So they're not paid wages purely for Gfinity Elite Series. They'll be paid for the entire season of RLRS. And speaking of Gfinity as well, you know, like you also got to consider how many teams don't, or how many organizations in, in the Elite Series right now don't have rosters. Uh, you know, there's there's the oh, concept yeah. that Envy will end up moving out, probably Epsilon are going to end up moving out, but you still got the likes of Reason, who don't have a proper team, ROG, who don't have a proper team, XL might end up leaving, Hashtag I wonder also if we go back to an well. A-team system in the, in the Elite Series, you know? That, that might happen, actually. I, I probably can see that happening. I would love that, just to have one full group of eight, play, of eight teams, instead of these weird little five-team groups that go on... You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd much yeah. rather just a whole eight-team group because it would just function so much nicer. I mean, yeah. I mean, per personally, I'd like to see just every team play each other. I'd rather, I'd rather see that more than, uh, more than I'd see um, uh, two groups. Then again, like, I'm going to say it. No, no. Moving on from that, my problem, uh, you know, talking about how lazy Devo is and all of that uh, with Barcelona, then they'd be locked into Gfinity again. Bluey, I'm sure, would love to do it. Alpha is a good kid, he would as well. But then do they just continuously get third, or does Diva actually finally have to step up his game and stop being a lazy little lad? Or do Savage make that roster move that we've been speculating and suggesting that probably should happen to take this team to the next level for like the longest time in the world? You know, like we we, we, we often say, you know, I often particularly It's not going to happen agree. this season. I can't see Diva so? leaving this season. Nah. Or Alpha getting picked up by one of the other teams, which I actually would love Alpha to get. Speed, 
I don't think it's the best fit. We've still got a lot of time, but I could see Alpha being moved over to Flipside, and I think that would be a very good change. Yeah, I mean, no, Al- anyway. Alpha for me is actually a good replacement for uh, for Yukio uh, mm-hmm. in the Flipside camp, and certainly, you know, he's not necessarily tied down by anything in regards to what in regards to Savage. You know, they haven't he's got, got no contract. He can fucking go oh, wherever yeah, exactly. he wants. There is, there is no contract for, for Savage right there. So, you know, if they don't get if the, if Fnatic don't pick him up, maybe there will be a chance for Alpha to move away, and then that means Savage. Well, Savage will lose a massive crux, in my opinion. But that's another story for another day, another speculation that we can talk about later down mm-hmm. the line if that ever comes to fruition. Uh, but uh, you know, for now. Again, I, I'm excited to see what Fnatic have to pull out the hat. They've got a few months till the next season of GFINITY Elite Series, or at least not 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 confirmed Elite Series, but like you know what we should expect roughly where the Elite Series usually ends up during the year. Yeah, uh, it's so normally course, starting what late March, early April is when it's yeah. speculated. So they have so they have a little bit of time before Elite Series, mm. in theory, in in, in rumor should uh, kick up. And ROCS so. about early March, late February is when you're yeah. probably looking at. I'd imagine early March because. I know we haven't heard anything yet, but the tournament's coming up in February. They, it would align and fit a lot better. Of course, any prospect organizations that want a uh, team right now, the X-Fanatic side is still in the RLRS. So mm-hmm. let's see if they can find a home or the same thing. Again, let's find out how things roll with that whole roster move. Uh, and finally, on our news piece, we actually want to take a little moment to uh, uh, to signal boost a, a LAN event that we're going to be uh, supporting. Obviously, uh, you know, one of the things I did want to do with Aftershock was to promote small tournaments and promote little community things. Uh, and this is about as community as it gets when it comes to the UK scene. As mm-hmm. Epic LAN uh, have announced today that they are they have as they have a sponsorship for their Rocket League tournament. Astro are adding a thousand pounds to the prize pool. And the reason why I want to say about this is because. Actually, I was taking a look at the numbers for this uh, for this Epic Land and how many teams have signed up. And, like, you know, it is kind of low, the Rocket League uh, uh, sign-up things. So mm-hmm. if anyone's listening to this right now and they want to go to a land in the UK, they have the chance to go to a land. There's still about, like, uh, a little under 100 tickets left. So if you if you want to get a chance to go to Kettering, compete, there's 1,000 pounds. I think is, like, the number. So that's a good number yeah. of tickets still left. 71 we're at now. Damn. Uh, but... If we look at like the way the prize pool, there's one thousand pounds secured. But if we at somehow base, at base, yeah, at base, if we were able to get that from four teams, you gotta think up to let's let's not do anything like major. Let's just say sixteen teams are in the tournament because it's a small, uh, smallish UK land. That would be one thousand seven hundred fifty pounds up for grabs plus the like astro gear they're giving away alongside it and free tickets all that sort of jazz that's a good whack of money imagine i send this to uh uh this thing in track to, to tractor if you want to just check the image dump channel real quick and discord and see if you can add that little image right there there's actually a little table of how the prize pool scales as we get more signups which is why mm. i want to push this right because epic land are a really fucking good land right they, they pay out prize pools on the day i know that a lot of people have problems with prize pools being paid out by like some of the bigger tournament organizers mm. epic land don't do that epic land are also really cool because you know that you know it, it is it is an esports tournament at the end of the day but it's also a uh, a fucking land you know it's, it's a it's a community thing you know we, we we go out we we chill out we play games we commentate events we have drinks we, we get drunk sometimes uh, very drunk every in time. my case <laughs> every fucking time and, um, i mean so... yeah, it don't take much to get you drunk buddy and yeah there you go you guys at home can see the um little uh breakdown of the prize pool but it's all basically down to the more teams that get signed up they can allocate more money in and it, i think for me personally more teams sign up to this down the line They'll get bigger sponsors, bigger prize pools. So it's like, just, just put the work in now, and then you'll be able to near enough rival Insomnia down the line for a prize pool, and that's good shit. 
Yeah, and that's just the money breakdown, by the way. Like, you know, the, the people who place top seedings and place top in the tournament, like, they're going to be able to get some Astro swag as well. I think there's actually some headsets up for grabs. So, you know, if you're they're in the, the UK... They're the really good ones as well. The headsets with, like, the little amp thing, they're yeah. nuts good. Like, they cost, like, 150, 200 quid as it is each. Yeah. Well, again, if you're in the UK and you've and you and you've got some spare time in about two weeks' time, it goes from the seventh to the tenth uh, of uh, uh, of February. Then make sure you get signed up because it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, we love going to Epic Land. I love going to Epic Land. You know, I don't even I don't get paid to say that. Legit, I <laughs> fucking love going to Epic Land. So make sure you get yourselves down, have some fun, and maybe you can even meet us guys as well. It's going to be great. You know, me mm. and my. Yeah, epicland.co.uk if you want to sign up and get to meet me with my luscious locks and bacon in his 2D logo goodness. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> right. You realize I'm going to have to just like bring along a pay, uh, poster or something and put that in front of me. <laughs> oh my God, just like a little spread of the DB digital bacon thing. So you can like, hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with digital bacon. Uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, let's move on to some mailbag stuff. Our first mailbag session of the year. Obviously, if you want to go ahead and join our Discord by typing exclamation mark Discord in the Twitch chat or by checking the links in the show notes and video descriptions on the audio and video versions of the podcast, you can go ahead and join our little community of EU Rocket League enthusiasts where there's even a mailbag channel where you can send us questions. We've been able to catch up on a couple of these questions so far, uh, both of which have come from our good old friend Frostbite. Love this guy when he sends in his stuff. And uh, we're going to start with, two, with the first question. Uh, in regards to WSOE, this was before all the qualifiers came down, so this is a, a long time ago. Uh, but uh, he asks, Richard Lewis mentioned in the past that he wanted a sort of MMA belt with his WSOE events. One of the things he wanted is the following. The winner of WSOE, the WSOE event will be crowned the champion. After some time, the winner needs to challenge another team and they'll duke it out in a duel. Alternatively, the champion gets challenged by a team for the crown. Do you think this could work or be cool in a rocket league? And I'm going to start with you on this one, Bacon. Uh, I want to gauge what you think about the whole title belt sort of system. I love this idea, but I'd even go to, like one step further. I would say the first weekend of every single month, the crown champion, like whoever holds the belt, has to face a new sort of like opponent. So there'd be, you know, 12 matches across the year, almost like show matches, really, aren't they? And there's maybe even some little tournament beforehand, like a little invited tournament uh, to see who gets the chance to go up against them. And you would just keep doing it. And each single show match, you could put a little bit of money on the prize pool for if you've got WSOE holding it or even getting the likes of, um, you know, League of Rockets to do that. Just put like a $2,000 uh, show match sort of series on. It's not a massive amount of money. Don't get me wrong. It'll stack up over the years, but the sponsorship and all of that will make up for it easily. And you would just have that keep on rolling throughout the year so that, when it comes to the first Sunday or whatever of each month, everyone's go, oh, fuck, the, um, I don't know, the show match showdown is coming up this weekend. I'm hyped for it, you know? And it, it could be a nice little side event. And it's not one that would take ages to do. You would just do a best of seven or maybe even we get the first return of the best of nines because they've been away for so long, you know? We don't do them anymore. But that sort of really climatic match that's just a real cool way to start off a month you know yeah i think that i think that that would work out well because the thing about this question is that the reason why i can I see was johnny bit... boy doing it that's what i've been trying to hint at basically <laughs> well i think I, I think that we should i think that it, i think that it would be great if psionic sponsored it or some other third party mm. tournament that said right we're going to do a title belt thing we're going to like right every i don't know every, once every three months 
We'll figure out a way for like that that that, that team that that that. If that any squad sponsors listen, we'll do a rewind. We just need the money. That I would be happy to run something. Well, personally, like this, personally, when I was thinking about the way that this should work, I'd, I'd structure it like a UFC, where it's like you you have like a massive event. It's like right on this day, it's you know title belt Sunday, and then we're gonna do it in the O2 Arena or like I don't know the Copper Box or some shit like that. And so right, have an undercard do... as well. Yeah, we'll like, have an undercard cool. of like lower level sort of like, like literally like I would I would treat it. Yeah, pay per view Rocket League. I mean, <laughs> maybe not pay per view with actual pay per view because yeah. I'm not. I don't think we're not allowed to do that in in, 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 in under the community guidelines. Uh, but you know, do that like that. You know, like have some like massive matches like you're suggesting, best of nine, even the rival week stuff. You know, like you remember when we used to do rival week and it was like best mm. of three of best of sevens, and it was like if you won two best of sevens back to back, uh, if you won two of the three best of sevens, then you would be the overall winner, and you can have matches where it goes anywhere from like you know eight games to like scaling up to 21 something stupid like that like a proper so endurance test mine, like, yeah i love the rival weeks the only problem was if you had sweep matches like when it came around to the point of like g2 are just so much better than eg last time they did it uh anyway and it was just well, like that, that's, two that's, four why, that's why you sweeps, book around like, rivalries <laughs> that's why you book around rivalries and world rankings so that way you wouldn't have like a, a mm. g2 taking on also you wouldn't have like a, a, a w a, a, sorry not wdg uh tsm taking on something like a mouse sports you'd have yeah. them taking on a dignitas you'd have them taking on something but that's why the belt sort of thing works because that's the best team holding on to it and like i was saying you have to have like um the teams trying to challenge and you literally just go like if the whole of rlcs had gone for it and tsm currently holds the belt you just go no to everyone apart from dignitas because that is statistically the strongest team so they get the spot and of course you do like a winner take all so where uh, dignitas don't get the money they sort of get shamed, you know, they're not getting any winnings from it. They're not taking any money home and they lost. It's sort of like an all or nothing mentality. And when we're talking yeah. about undercards, you could literally restrict that to bubble teams. Give them the exposure from it. You're not. Yeah, you I mean, them, I, honestly, they probably I think, wouldn't I think... even play for no money at all. We're just putting like 150 quid as like a little thank you bit again when it takes all. So that well, the not, not even them. that. Honestly, honestly, I, I I would try and see if we can highlight some RLRS talent into land. Like that's the reason why I want it to be like a big Ooh. land thing. Because it's like if you have an undercard, it's not just RLCS teams. You can go deep into the EU circuit and deep into the NA circuit, and you can create yeah. you can create some really baller matches. And I think if Sionics brought that on and put that on as like a Sionics sponsored event, teams would be very interested in that. And that's the other flip side of the coin, in my opinion, is that if if anybody else ran it, how interested would they be to fly out for a one day event? And uh, <laughs> so the thing, the reason oh, why it works flying in boxing, out for a one day event, I think that's, t we're, we're like too far, we're not too far off. Like I could see that happening about like a year and a half, two years down the line. But for now, stick to the online bits. But, you know, if anyone is listening from Sinex, just give us a call. We'll get the uh, Sunday showdowns going yeah. over on rewind or something or even rl aftershock will do it because we've got the same crew <laughs> <laughs> we have the attitude to do it how about that <laughs> yeah we'll, right, we'll, we'll proper give it the justice it deserves all the personality that's what i want Oh yeah, no. I, I, if, if we did it, like you know, I, I, I would put some proper effort behind it. Like I, I'd make, I, I would do some seriously good, like you know, some good stuff with it. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine you know, the we're, like? We're looking let's for sponsors. Get ready to rocket! <laughs> <laughs> no, bacon. No. No, 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 please. Never, never again. <laughs> right. Next question again from Frostbite comes through with the recent roster changes. What lineup are you looking forward to seeing the most? Now I'm going to impose some rules on this one. We are not allowed to state a roster that has not made a change. Otherwise it will just be TSM. Mm. Uh, and we are also, 
And we are also, um, there was another rule that I was going to add. If you say it has to be a confirmed roster, then we're just dicked to like four teams, you realize, because everyone <laughs> is jumbling at the moment. No, 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 so that was actually it. That was actually it. Yeah. No, no <laughs> non-confirmed rosters. So, um, uh, yeah, it's got to be a, a move that's currently, un that's currently, you know, that, that's currently under, under, under wraps. Like, we're probably going to revisit this topic anyway when we do our big RLCS preview show, like when it comes up to the, mm -hmm. the new season. Like, we're going we're gonna to be doing a massive thing where it's like, right, we know all the rumors. We know, all, we know, who's, we know who's here. We know who's not. We're just going to do a massive, like, analysis bit. So, mm -hmm. for now, let's just do the confirmed rosters. Who are you looking forward to right. most, Bacon? So, again, on that point, the only teams we can mention is Dignitas, Vitality, Mouse, and technically flip side because speed is confirmed on loan for a month. Um, they're your four teams, Jay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get away with the flip side one. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I can see that as well. But like, I want you to zone in on one in particular. What is the lineup? The specific lineup you're looking forward to the most? So the only one I'm going to say is flip side. And that's purely to see how much they can grow, how much they can adjust from this weekend dreamhack one to wsoe next weekend like that is purely it because i think that'll be an interesting change because going into dreamhack they actually did as expected they didn't do well i would say but they came up against psg like if they were on the opposite side taking say arg's place or whatever we'd expect to see further, but they got stopped by PSG, and that's normally a good little rivalry between the two at these stages anyway, when Nuka was on there. So I just want to see how far they can go next weekend in a very much different setting, you know, like technically the top eight teams in the world, they could get smashed right at the start, but it's like, how badly did they get smashed? Yeah, well, for me, I mean, for very similar reasons, actually, I'm going to go with Dignitas. Because like you know, it's a case of how mm. how 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 mm -hmm. have they changed? How are they going to form up around Yukio? And, and technically, F three is confirmed. You know, I'm just going to just call out Strox real quick. Um, because Speed is actually on loan. He's officially on loan from from Red Reserve. So like, it's, it's yeah. all the contracts has been confirmed. So he's playing with Flipside for the next month uh, at, at at the most. Or at I think least, the dealings is just that they're covering his wages for the month or something like that. So it's Pretty not much. anything massive, but it's just Red Reserve knowing that. I reckon for them, they know that they don't really have much to do this month coming up. And they can play with uh, speed during the Renegade Cup because it's not conflicting or anything. And they're not having, like, they're saving themselves a good few thousand. To me, it, it makes good sense. And it should hopefully make speed a better player with more land experience. Well, again, the reason why I, I don't want to give I, I don't want to give too much credence to Flipside is because th they were looking, you know, okay. Uh, they, they were looking pretty good uh, throughout the course of the, the EU qualifier. And the reason why they're looking mm -hmm. so good with the EU qualifier is because they had Yukio on that side. And I think that I honestly, you know, no, no offense to Speed, I love the guy. I've spoken to him many good times, and I and I, and I love uh, I, I, I love him as a player. But I think that for the, in the context of Flipside tactics, I think he's a downgrade. You know, I think the Yukio was a much better fit for them, which is part of the reason why I'm more excited for Dignitas because mm. you know there's that you, you know, in, 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 in your in your argument's sake, obviously we were just having a back and forth about it a moment ago, but like it, it, to your credit, like you know I can see where Dignitas can go right with Yukio. I still I still mm. have skepticisms, but that's the that's that's the curiosity part of WSOE coming up this weekend is the fact that I want to see how far Dignitas can go. I want to see 
how far Yukio can go. I want to see how this team works up versus Flipside, where I still think it might end up being a weaker team anyway. I just love it now for Dignitas to just go on and win it all. And you, you're just there like... And I'm going to look like okay. a complete idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. No, it would I'd not love be it. the first time. I would love it, absolutely, if Chiefs came in, right? And just took it all. Just smashed everybody. Just smashed oh my everyone. God. No, no, not even Chiefs. Whichever fucking South American team is coming along. Like, because that's still not even announced. <laughs> like, they just literally, it gets announced on the day, and it's like, oh, here are the uh, Brazilian lads, and they just rock up, and, like, they're just in some scruffy T-shirts. They don't even have jerseys. Come in, and then just pummel everyone. That would just be, don't get me wrong, it'd probably hurt Rocket League as an eSport, but just, mm, it would look so beautiful. <laughs> Well, right now, like technically, the number one team in in South America is called Erodium. I just taken a look really quick mm -hmm. at the Rocket Street tournaments, and like they've come like first out of three of the four. So you know they they, they have been um you know they have been relatively good, but again, it's all a case of that international experience. Is that going to be likely? Probably not. Um, but we'll we'll find out. Again, that would be something else if the South American team came out and just won in their first international land. Like holy <laughs> shit, uh, it, it is the short and thick of that. So. Uh, Again, let us know what your most respected, what lineup you're looking forward to the most is, of course, on our Discord. Again, it's explanation from our Discord in the Twitch chat if you're watching and listening right now. It's in the dis Discord. It's not in the Discord. It's in the show notes and descriptions of the video and audio versions of the podcast. Right. Let's move on to the tournaments this week because, uh, like I said, it was a massive week for uh, Rocket League. And, of course, there was a lot of uh, stuff going on, not only just the news, not only just the announcements, but also tournaments. Uh, we've got the last of the Renegade Cup monthlies finishing up in just this week. And, of course, we have to go for a penultimate week and start the playoffs for the end of the series. Of course, I was covering that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and a lot of things went down. So we'll have a look at this quick bracket real quick. You can see uh, specifically who is where and when and why uh, across the Ember Series playoffs. We've got in the top upper bracket, Savage Weed Embros, Dam, and the Schnoozers. In the lower bracket, we still have Gamefist 21, uh, Shippers, and ARG. So we've uh, lost a number of teams. We're down to our top eight for all intents and purposes here, Bacon. So I'm, uh, mm -hmm. we'll start off real quick with you because I know you haven't been watching uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, Renegade Cup uh, this month. Uh, but... Yeah, just uh, dipping which, in and out. which of these names which of these names stand out to you the most? So for me, pretty much the guys that are in the top uh should have it. Savage are the clear favorites, of course, that's easy. I think uh Bilchadam is a good strong contestion. Uh Schnoozers, that's the XL previous XL squad. So Niels Cook, Pindex, yep. and Breezy are a good shout for that. And for me, those are the three to watch out for. Everyone else can't like hold up really shippers uh chakron uh oslon Arju, they haven't been doing that like amazing together um they're not looking bad but we know they're looking at different projects and looking to compete with other people so this was just purely a one month off so they might not be doing a lot of scrimming and getting to know each other enough to be able to go the whole way for me personally i want the sort of like beautiful swan song of the x epsilon roster you know Bilchadam, so uh bilbo sevenam and shirio for them to go out on one final note before they break off and go to different projects and different teams themselves and schnoozers same thing can be said for them because you know neil's looking to go to secret pindex to uh, vikings and breezy to wherever he goes we'll talk about that later so i in the harshest way possible, Savage should win this, but I want Bilchadam or Schnoozers to take it. 
because yeah, I'm 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 more leaning towards the snoozers on that front because I, I know that they can do it. Obviously, you know we brought it up a couple of different times, but when they when they faced on the Neon Dream, they had a really close series against Savage. Like it was mm. goddamn great. And uh, you know I, I'd love to say there's a good chance honestly, considering where they lie in this bracket right here, that Savage and the snoozers will meet in the winners' finals, uh, and that would be very very funny because that also puts like one of those two teams in the contention for the grand finals. Now and the snoozers mm. are pretty much mostly already set to be in the uh, in the in the Renegade Cup finals yep. anyway so there's still a little bit of the a last same for shout for them. the same for Bilcher Dam yes they've obviously got the points have accrued they've all got enough points so they've pretty, they're pretty much confirmed already but it wouldn't just wouldn't it be great just to win just to win that extra prize at the very yep. end of it and just be like right boys we got loads of money we came top placings and we're going to the Renegade Cup finals guaranteed but uh, in the lower bracket as well we have a couple of different names and a couple of different uh, players and a couple of different uh, uh, positions to take uh, and I wanted to say, out, out of these lot, who do you think is the best chance, the best, the best potential underdog, in my, uh, in, in your opinion? Arg, Arg are looking like Arg. hot shit at the moment. We saw them this weekend at DreamHack. They are able to do some impressive stuff. Like, um, I'm trying to bring the DreamHack page right back and see, uh, you know, see where they got to in the end. But I'm completely flummoxing it all. I've just brought it this up. This is what happens when you come to this unprepared, Bacon. <laughs> uh, I, I was all right. Uh, but they got round two, loses round four, and dropped to mouse sports. But they're able to take down on their way MOT, the Clappers, and Renault Vitality. For me, those are some good results for the lads, you know. So going yeah. into this, when you're locked to the RLRS, where, you know, they seem to be a team that struggle against the RLCS teams. I wonder why maybe they're RLCS teams. The Renegade Cup should be good for them, and I could see them go quite far. Their real problem for me would be Savage. The others, they've got a good shoe in for. Yeah, you know, Savage obviously being sort of like of that sort of bubble mentality all the same. So like they're they're, they're pretty uh, they're, they're they're pretty confident in taking on the likes of ARG. Uh, for me, like again, it's it's definitely got to be ARG just because of that like that that Spanish sort of that that Spanish concept mm. that that idea of those of those players being you know as good as they were you know being as good as they are you know Stake Danny GCR Clex those are some really strong Spanish players and there's a common saying that you often said is that don't count the Spanish guys out and ARG certainly have been on a hot streak you know they have you know they they, they went into this tournament and initially they did have a bit of an upset situation in this round of 16 but mm. since then they've gone through the likes of GFG who are a really good uh, Italian team they went through Echo Zulu who are a pretty reputable spot of their own right and now they're up against the shippers. I think that match is going to be a bit close though, because the shippers are also um, are, are also a little bit uh, um, also quite a lot, of, a lot of experience on their side. You know, Shaka and Oslo and Arju uh, on 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 that roster. So for ARG, there is potential that they might end up going and falling a little bit short at the same time. But I just want to weigh up your opinion on that real quick. I think it's definitely. If we see any of the teams that are currently in the lowers get through to the finals, it's either Shippers or ARG. Like, and the problem is that they face each other. Like, I don't know if it's first thing on the stream next week. I'd imagine not. You'd start off uh, next week. I'd say this Wednesday. I'd imagine you'd start off with the upper bracket and then go down to the lowers. But the fact that they're the two I have hope for and they've got face off against each other straight away, that's oh, that's such an unlucky move for them. Yeah, it really is unlucky. Very, very unlucky. And I think, you know, there has been a couple of different weird points about the way that these whole things have been seeded. You know, if like for GFG in particular, obviously, they're against the Schnoozers first, and mm. then they faced ARG secondly after that. So there was a little bit of a, a, you know, a weird situation in regards to that. 
and they, they probably were one of my one, again one of my picks to be a, a decent dark horse. Mm. Unfortunately, it just didn't quite work out the way that it did. So they're going to have to concede on that front. And again, ARG are going to move forward. Again, they are one of the four teams that remain in that lower bracket. Twenty one are also a pretty good shout uh, as well. I think uh, twenty one I... consisting. I keep losing hope in 21. I love the lads of 21, but they never get the results that I think they should. Maybe my expectations are too high. I don't know, but they just don't get the results that I think they're capable of getting. Well, that's the thing. I think that I still think they're very capable of doing some good work. You know, I, I, again, I see the potential there. I think it's all going to come down to how well they do against Game Fist. If they do lose against Game Fist, who are the ex uh, Bin Bam Police sign, yeah, um, and they should be able today. to beat Game Fist. I'm going to say that, like, they should be well, able to. Actually, to be honest, again, I say that they should be able to, but at the same time, Game Fist have also been a very, very deadly squad, a massive, massive upset team. Uh, as of late, you know, like they, they took a game off Echo Zulu. I think they had a couple of different opportunities against, to be honest. Yeah, they actually beat, to be honest, uh, in, in their losers round one match. And I think as well that they've just done some really surprising results over across the rest of the group stages and the qualifiers uh, of the Ember Series and of the rest of the Renegade Cup. So it, it could be a surprisingly close match, in my opinion. And to be honest, because you just brought them up, are another team where I'm just there, like, I think they should be able to get better results than what they do. Well, I, I, into... was, I was going to bring them up in a minute uh, in regards to like my little teams to highlight. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you want to wait for that. If you just want to jump straight into that, I don't know. Uh, we'll just jump straight into it because, like, my, my problem is that, say, we'll use the DreamHack qualifiers as my big example of it. They went through in the lowers. So there they should have been in the top end anyway in the winner's bracket they free one nordvin that's a good blooming result but the big sack mandem we, we will come to them later but they were playing nuts and brought it really close but to be honest always seem to just drop a little bit earlier than what is expected of them they're very flip floppy in their results yeah i i i can i can see that I mean, I, again, uh, for, for to be honest, like they had a bit of a, a shit situation in regards to the way that they kind of seeded out because Savage were upset in the group stage, mm. uh, if I recall correctly. Either that or it was, I can't remember, one of those two teams got upset. So in my opinion, they should have been, to be honest, versus the, the other seed of, of, of the Savage group. And they just it didn't quite work out for them. So when it, when it came to coming up, into, uh, coming up against Savage, they obviously couldn't, didn't really stand much of a chance. And... Then Game Fist came along, and Game Fist being the upset potential in the bubble scene that they were, like to be honest, just kind of fell fell to pieces a little bit. You know, it did it didn't mm. look it didn't look like it was a hundred percent certain. You know, again, it, I, I feel like there's a good roster with a good amount of potential, but it, it just didn't quite line up on this on this occasion. You know, and and it does kind of suck because you know Game Fist is a roster. You take a look, it's like right. I, I don't expect them to be able to do this much. You know, I don't expect them to be able to do. Mm. I expect them to go far because obviously Lethal, Kale, and Bram—they're they're all looking really, really good. But against, to be honest, again, I, I respect and I expect that pedigree caliber or that 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 veteran pedigree to be able to do better, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Looking at how this sort of like bracket, just looking at the Ember series bracket, anyway. To be honest, dropping to Savage expected. Uh, to be honest, dropping to Game Fist not. And then against the I got the part. I think again that had been a very fifty-fifty game. Um, I would have probably put it down to Tubionius going ahead, but Game Fist did that, and you know that's how the bracket turned out. So going into this, twenty-one 
if they drop to Game Fist, I would be quite surprised here. I know Lethal Kill, uh, Vano, and Ram Swaggered are good players, but I still, like I said, maybe I rate 21 too high. That would be my own personal problem, I guess. But I'd expect 21 to be able to go forward, and then they'll get dropped by one of the teams that are currently in the winner's bracket. You know, that I think that's where they'll stop. Yeah, I mean, again, that's my prediction as well, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to lean too heavily on 21 at the moment. We'll find out how that works out mm. for them, uh, of course, when the bracket comes to play out. But another team I wanted to highlight that I did have a, a few problems with uh, in regards to uh, their own performance, obviously, uh, is the Bricks. The Bricks, again, had a bit of an awkward seeding because they were seeded against Bilchadam, mm. and Bilchadam were obviously still in the upper bracket. Uh, they did have to fight, however, Bilchadam. Bilchadam took a, a bit of a pounding, you know, the, the Bricks... Felt like they might have just been able to turn it over. They took it to game five after the Bricks had taken uh, a 2-1 lead above them. So, yeah, they, 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 it was a hard-fought loss, and the Bricks barely held on to it. Uh, but I did think the Bilchdown did look, look, look a little bit rough in that series. Uh, if I recall correctly, we did have it. Yeah, we had it on stream. So I remember watching mm. it, and I was like, yeah, they don't look 100% right now. Uh, but then eventually they got it together, and things didn't look great for the Bricks. I thought they'd make a very good run through the uh, lower bracket. I mean, they were going to go up against the Shippers in the next round, so I wasn't expecting them to go that far. Uh, or maybe, I mean, again, I think it may have been, maybe if they won, it would have been a 3-2 series, but they end up losing to the bus drivers. Now, are you aware of the bus drivers, yeah, uh, Bacon? <laughs> yeah. They've been famous in particular for parking the bus. They were like, what, 4-1 up, and they literally just put all three mm. of their players inside the, inside the net, and they just sat down. But yeah, this is distant and relating wave uh, and sharp, essentially, distance a lot. And uh, they actually managed to take this upset victory. I think it was a serious upset, in my opinion. Um, I had a little bit of faith in the chemistry that Relating Wave and Distant had. But at the mm -hmm. same time, I did not expect it to go up against the Bricks, who were looking really solid. Like, the free Saxon Wombo combo, um, like, you know, that, 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 that sort of, like, duo really worked well in the group stage. Like, Saxon pit some ridiculous shots. Free set him up for so many chances. Didrus was there as a supporting player. It really looked like it was a solid squad. And then they all just sort of capitulated in that lower bracket, you know? Yeah, like, the Bricks Friss. Saxon Didris, all players that have lingered around the RL RS bubble for so long, it would seem and always like that good. So you rate them highly. I know they were newly formed for the Ember series, but they played together in and out for so long that you would expect good results. And on the opposite end, the bus drivers relating wave just down the shop. This for me is their first time, sort of like I've seen them playing together, maybe not relating wave and just down. They've been like an on and off for ages and they all like play randomly in whichever taunt you know is a pickup when they feel like it but the bricks should have won this every single day but i i'm gonna put it on distan he just always gets unexpectedly good results i'm not saying he's a bad player at all but he just it's always these pickup teams he does well with what was it uh prosper back in the day uh before the last rors and he's just he'll get in and you just they're like how, how did you win that? I mean, I'm impressed, but how? Like, all the all, everything was stacked against you in this case, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I mean, and 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 the key thing about it as well was that even for the bus drivers, Distan wasn't even the main performer, in my opinion. I actually have a lot of respect, honestly, after this tournament for relating Wave mm. because he, he's he, a lad that's he, got again, potential to pop off. He's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of potential, in my opinion. Like you know, especially with the way that Distan was working around him to set him up and give him the chances to score. Like he scored some ridiculous goals, ridiculous goals mm. in the matches that we were watching. So I, I have a lot of faith in what that in what that potential uh, in what that potential duo could do. 
Um, but uh, for the, in this case, the Kung won't go, go, go quite far past the shippers, unfortunately. Again, shippers kind of a bit Again, of uh, the shippers. Uh, yeah, it's the shippers. You know, in the end, they are they are Shakaran Arju and also you know they they are they're, they're a good roster. Um, but you know, and, and again, initially looking on the surface of it, I wasn't expecting them to go as far as they did against the Bricks. So you know, they are certainly one of the teams that gets my highlights. Unfortunately, the Bricks didn't really have the best of tournaments this time around, and unfortunately, that means that they're also going to be crashing out with no chance at the Renegade Cup Finals. Mm -hmm. uh, but some, uh, so you know, that's just an unfortunate way that that whole thing ends for them. Uh, but some teams I did want to highlight for more positive reasons. Actually, there are a couple of squads that really surprised me, and I'm going to start off with my boys from I Got the Park. Now, I got the part, came into this, and I was sitting there like, there's no way this team's going to do anything. <laughs> like, you know, the, the, the Reclusian virus, who are they? I don't know. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. And then they came into the, to the round of 16, and they fucking pulled one of the most stupid, stupid results I've ever seen in my life. They were down 2-1. to one. They got a 5-2 game four, and then they went a 3-2 in game number five to beat ARG. They beat ARG mm -hmm. in the round of 16. I was there like, there's no fucking way this is going to happen. And it just did. It just did. I was just, I could not believe my eyes, man. And, you know, they, they looked really, really solid, you know. They looked really, really good. I got to go give go extra shout-outs to Reclusi, who pulled some stupid shots off that you never should be able to pull off against a team like ARG, let mm -hmm. alone any of the other teams in the top, in the top level. Like, you know, there is... Like I'm really, really, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, like, I'm still kind of shocked. Like it's been a few days. It's been, yeah, it's mm. Monday. We had this tournament back on Wednesday. You know, I, I'm, I'm still kind of surprised at how far they went. Like this team, just fucking hell, man. <laughs> just oh, fucking hell. I got the part after their performances in the running uh, in the Ember Series Finals. They have cemented themselves as a bubble team to just keep an eye on. I think like you can't put them lower than any of the other players anymore because they've just come out and they've been there like look we're worthy of near enough keeping an eye on and making sure that you don't forget about us because we can cause upsets and it's a good thing these are growing players and i'm excited to see how much more they can grow Special shout out to the Twitch chat, by the way, on the Ember series uh, broadcast, who kept creating like, <laughs> who kept creating little fucking um, uh, uh, like uh, little like uh, uh, what's it? Uh, copy pastas uh, for for the I got the part side. It's like he's the virus <laughs> you can't get rid of. I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is fantastic. This is absolutely fantastic. He's clean. He's a Scottish lad. Like, oh man, it was so much fun just watching the Twitch chat. That's by another big one for goal. me as well. Is that I want them. To to get like picked up by a uk esports org like say barrage or whatever just and go to the uk LAN events i mean i mean i mean fuck it you know what there. if you guys got 70 quid to spare come down epic in two weeks time <laughs> like why not <laughs> just do it yeah sure go <laughs> <laughs> just do it man like they, it would be quite fun honestly if i got the fart came to epic LAN. so if you i know viruses in chat i think cleaner's also in chat as well uh make your tickets there's still 70 left to come down uh, but yeah, no, I got the part on the international scene, especially like it's for this bubbles level. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised at how that whole thing went down. I'm pleasantly surprised to say that they are one mm. of my teams that I'm very, very, uh, that, you know, I, I think were overall winners of this bracket. They overperformed. I thought they were going to go out in round one of the losers bracket. They went out in round two, but still for me, uh, considering the teams that they went up against, considering mm. the fact that they also went out at three to two against Game Fist, not terrible at all. Not they didn't get an easy draw, so they've done well. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They got one of the worst draws in the entire bracket, in my opinion. 
like uh, I said, if as... they if they didn't lose the game first, we would have been expecting them. Sorry, if they didn't have game first there, it would have been to be honest that we were expecting, and you would have counted them out on that as well. So for them to get that close as well, that like I said, impressive, and I'm excited to see where they can go from here. Yeah, well, and the other team that I think, in my opinion, got the second worst uh, draw in the entire bracket was probably Swedish Muzzy Cuck, who again did kind of overperform a little bit. This team consisted of Nix, Meaty, and Mug. Um, did lose out in the first round of the round of 16, and they did make it also to the round two before they got shut down by 21. Uh, but along the way, they actually managed to beat Childish Gambim, man, which is Tedder, Caro, and Junior. Now, mm. I did weigh up this roster and think to myself, it's not the best roster in the world. It's not 100%. The, the greatest, you know, they have got some some teams and they have got, uh, they are part of some teams that didn't really do that well uh, in the Elite Series and some of them weren't, weren't, weren't even main staple parts of the roster. Uh, so, you know, I was looking at this, like, there's a point where this is going to break down. I thought that they would go much further, though. I thought they'd be like, right, we're going to face up against the Schnoozers or we're going to face up against Biltradam and that's when we're going to capitulate. But they capitulated to Swedish Muzzycock. Again, some uh, some players who I've never heard of. Nick's really? Media Mug. We, we went, we went, uh, well, I think Mug I may have heard of or Meteor I may have heard of. Um, but you know, we were going into this and like our, our notes on comparisons when we were like, speaking to Fudd, speaking to Jam, we were like comparing notes and bits and pieces about how that whole thing weighed up. We didn't think, expect them to go much further than again, round one of the losers bracket, but I you managed know, to surprise. They quite easily expected that, uh, from those three. Childish Gam, Bim Bam, that roster don't work together. Like, I don't know what they think. We'll go on to this later, but Junior just needs to be on an all-out aggressive team and just hammer away the attack and forget about defense. Tadar needs to go on a team where he can have um, two attackers on that. Um, no, not even two attackers where you've got a hinge player. A bit like XL with Pondex and um, like where he would replace um, Niels in that regard, where you would have two hinge players that can either play that attacking role or go defense, and you sort of decide it on the day, dependent on feel. And Caro, I liked him in Rescue Wales. I just don't know where he can go from here because that's a more interesting case. But this trio, for me, just doesn't work. We've seen them in tournaments before, like old G20s and that. And not, I, it, I don't know why they keep going together because for me, it's almost like they're trying to force it because they're good friends, you know? Hmm, yeah, I, I, I can see that as well, honestly, you know, again, like, I, I think that Childish Gambim Bam, again, I was expecting him to go ahead and, and fall down, like, probably maybe at the top eight, but I wasn't expecting him, I, again, I, I feel like maybe that they could have gone a bit further, uh, there was a lot of upset potential against this squad, but I didn't expect also Swedish Muzzycock to be the team that came forward and did that, to be honest, like, if they drew against the Game Fist, okay, I could have expected that, if they drew against the Bus Drivers, okay, maybe I could have expected that. Uh, but again, if they drew against I Got The Part or Swedish Buzzycock or anybody else for that matter, again, I don't really know. I don't, again, if it was anybody other than that we didn't know, that we didn't know of, like, hell, even Echo Zulu, I probably would have said I, I would have expected that, but not against Swedish Buzzycock. So, you know, credit to them to be able to do that. I think they're probably one of the team to highlight. Again, they didn't quite make it as far. They're not going to be able to be seen anymore because they did draw against 21 next. And of course, in the lower bracket, that's how it's going to go down. Uh, so they didn't make it much farther. But again, they're one of my teams to highlight. In my personal opinion, I think, one of the overperformers in the overall bracket. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll allow that. But yeah, Swedish Magic Cuck. Three players, like, I was a little bit surprised that you weren't expecting anything from them <laughs> because I've nicked well, me and Mug have been around is, for a while. It, okay, I was asking if there's something I've missed because, like, I, I, I don't remember. Because like, I, 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 don't, I didn't remember. Like, in my research, I didn't really find a whole lot on those three players. Like, no, I, Not I even them just, like, wrecking the old community cups, that sort of thing. 
but other than the community cups i'm talking about something recent and significant you know other than yeah. doing you know again trying to see if that's in fact i was trying to see if they did anything in renegade monthlies didn't mm. quite happen so you know may, maybe i'll maybe i'll drop the ball on that one but either way uh credit to them again making it to round two and i expect them to go out in round one so let's move on from the renegade cup the ember series and move on to the big big tournament that's happened this weekend the dreamhack pro circuit european closed qualifiers or the open qualifiers we decided to ditch that because nothing really major happened and you can see exactly what went down on your screens complexity took the upper bracket against team secret three to one to make it through to the leipzig land in the lower bracket meanwhile secret beat out red reserve to come forward and take the second spot now that's just the run out of things obviously you can see exactly how the whole bracket's played out so we're going to try and talk a few different topics because there's a lot of teams had a lot of moments and a lot of surprises that went down so let's start with the obvious two complexity with flakes their new sub, their new boy, bringing them out from the bubble scene. I was saying last last week or the week before when we talked about the move away from complexity, like there was a lot of uncertainty about this roster. Holy shit, this is a massive, massive lifesaver for this team. Yeah, so Flakes was brought in only three hours before signups closed, and I would have never expected this uh, move. You know, like this was clearly them just trying to pick up someone last minute and say, oh, we'll just have a run at the tournament, see how it goes. Like, they're still considering how complexity goes forward. And Flakes and me, I wouldn't have thought he'd be a, the link up, goal scoring everywhere on the goddamn pitch, God that he was during this tournament. And he somehow pulled the team together of Magnus and Greasy, which I thought was a horrible com uh, combination, and made it look so damn good and solid. He went throughout the entire tournament. Flakes was the MVP of the DreamHack qualifiers. There is no doubt about it. He was continuously MVP of his team, MVP of the overall winning team. He's got to be the overall tournament MVP in my eyes. And Flakes, I don't know how lucky he got just purely from Magnus to pick him out of the hat essentially a couple hours beforehand. But dear God, dude, this is finally his big break. And I've been wanting it for so long for him. Yeah, again, it's 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 absolutely massive for complexity because they dropped a total of three games in their entire upper bracket run. Damn. They played four series. This was an incredible run. Like it was absolutely massive. Like I said, it's a lifesaver because complexity is the organization, the squad themselves. Every analyst I know, every commentator I know, have lost all sorts of faith in complexity. So having them come up here, go through the upper bracket in the way that they did, and again have flakes be the man to keep them together, like. That's a massive lifesaver and a massive result for complexity. Like, you know, no one was saying, right, these guys are going to be moving forward. These guys are going to be doing great things. Mm. I didn't even think anyone was saying, right, these guys are going to get promoted next season. That uh, Everyone was saying this is just going to go even further down from here. They're either going to disband or they're going to relegate. Mm. And then that will be the end of it. There you go. GG complexity. I just but love again, it so like... much because this, just talking about flakes anyway, keeping on that point, this was the lad that would go by the name Porn Flakes literally I, I can remember you during one of the community cups calling them poem flakes and it, it was just always a case of dude get your shit together remove that from your name because no team is going to want to pick you up because you know complexity ain't going to want that on their name and all that he finally drops the name and things start happening from it it's like all every all the planets aligned at the right time and i just as a long time community like fan it's so good. It is so damn good. It Especially, is. It, it is. And it we're is not fantastic. losing complexity, hopefully. If this team does another run, not even at DreamHat, but into RLRS, we're not losing a tier one esports hawk, which is fan fucking tastic. 
Exactly. We're, we're definitely not. And, uh, you know, Weed Ambrose uh, uh, is the team that Flex is playing on in the Renegade Cup in the Ember mm. series. Um, the, the, they're doing really well as well on the Flakes' sort of like banner. Like, they're up against Savage in the next semi final, so I don't think they're going to go much further. Um, but still, like, the fact that they're still in the top four out of all the teams in the Renegade Monthly, like, that, again, Flakes is a really good fucking player. To have him step up in this way, again, for complexity, it's massive. For him, it's massive. Mm. I'm really excited about seeing complexity at LAN next time. I'm really, really, and, and it's not something I was expected to say in time for Leipzig, but I'm saying it right now. I'm, I really want to see how far this team can go. So, We'll be able to see how that works up again in a couple of weeks' time when it comes around in February. They're not going to be on the WSOE stuff, so we have to wait until that point. And again, mm. I hope they bring Flakes in again. I hope they can get his stuff sorted out for travel to Germany. But uh, the other team that made it forward was Secret. Uh, we had Niels Cook stepping in for him. This was, again, another surprising result for me because it was a team I was like, right, I'm, I'm skeptical about this, especially when they had other squads that are in that lower bracket, like PSG, who just made his WSOE and had a ridiculous lower bracket run. Red Reserve, who, although they are missing their, their third, are still looking in relatively good form, just taking out the likes of Mouse Force and PSG coming into that uh, loser's final mm. match. You know, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, Secret, I'm not 100% convinced. And then they came up against Complexity, they lost against that, and then they moved in. And they looked really good. I mean, in, in the notes here, you put down that Niels Cook stepping in, like his, his pacing and ability to pass the Freaky was a great addition. And obviously, I wasn't watching much of Secret. This was you a were the one casting bit it. for him. This okay. is what it was. So Niels' play style is that he'll continuously be a playmaker and setting up his opponent. But then when he's needed, he can just quickly snipe some shots really close in the net, you know, be that finisher where he just dives on in and then he's got some really good pacing to be able to swap in the third you've got freaky who plays just near enough all balls to the wall a mindless ball chaser in a lot of sense but that's good in this regard you know where he's playing a lot like how pondex plays you know back on excel of you just gotta get goals keep pressure in your opponents and then flame he's quiet he is the quiet anchor player so for me this is a fantastic true who fits so well and it showed at the DreamHack qualifier. It was almost like they've been playing together as a trio for years at this point. And this, to me, was the big upgrade that Secret needed. I'm so sorry that Tylat had to go, but this has been the best change for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, it's, it's, again, it's a surprise to me. It's a surprise to me because like, everyone was thinking, myself, thinking to ourselves, right, well, what's going to happen is Mongs is going to move to Secret. And that oh, yeah, would have been a really, a really obvious. That would have been a really obvious way, uh, a really obvious move for them to, for, for, to see how that goes again. And complexity looking in a very bad state. But now with their performances, and of course, Secret also making it through all the same, this could probably end up leading to the signing of Niels Cook and Flakes. Uh, like mm -hmm. the, the, the result of this of this qualifying, you know, it's no easy feat. And again, to do it in the upper bracket for so long, and then to just finish it off in the lower bracket against the likes of again complexity arg red reserve not terrible again fantastic from those guys i'm, I'm again it's another team Bar like, I'm really Moon, to see what secret, can secret do. well barzino moon and complexity secret felt like they had an easy day vikings they uh probably was their biggest challenge for some reason where they had two ot's uh arg felt somewhat comfortable it was close but yep i think there was like one ot in that i'm just having a look yep one ot uh, Xeno Moon was a very, very close series um, as well. But against Red Reserve, they just held all the cards. And for me, Red Reserve, even though they had Casio 
added to them they're the one that secret needs to sort of like compare themselves to because they're probably like the best sort of chance of this is what rlcs for us like we should be looking at next season because there's some very similar like likings between the two isn't there so secret yeah, and, and and for secret as well that'll finally be a way back in finally mm -hmm. they'll be able to get into the rlcs like holy shit it's been so so long and so many close calls that they haven't been able to get it done fucking finally for this squad again with neil's cooking this one i'm i'm excited to see what they can do again you know i'm, I'm really mm -hmm. hyped to see what's going to happen from here on out uh, but, uh, you know, those are the two obvious teams we could talk about and, like, you know, just rain showers of just tears of joy all over them. There are some other teams that were also competing in this tournament. I'm not sure if you're aware. Um, Flipside was one of them. Uh, and this is a bit of a weird one to weigh up because there was a bit of a roster clusterfuck when it came to Flipside. And it started with them bringing in speed on loan from Red Reserve. And that left Red Reserve without anybody. So what did they do? They went to go pick up Casio. From Method, but Method were also competing in. So what did they do? They picked up Snatsky from the Vikings RX Fnatic side. And so the Vikings were competing. What were they gonna do? They had to find Pondex in from the Schnoozers. So like fucking hell, man. Like, can I can I just I, I don't even all right, so just to start things off, before we get into Flipside themselves and how well they did, I don't know why Speed decided we I'm gonna go to Flipside uh, Flipside. I'm not sure if there's like some sort of like business relationship between Flipside and Red Reserve, but for me, even as even as like you know a, a guy in the Red Reserve organization, why would I let this even become a possibility? Why would I let Speed go to play for another organization? Why would I let him do that? Because Red Reserve, they had something really solid going, and I think that honestly, mm -hmm. if Speed was in the roster for this, then we wouldn't be singing our praises about Secret. We wouldn't be saying this is one of the this is this is a brand new look. This is a brand new a brand new look team that could do lots of damage. I think Red Reserve could have three zeroed all three of their teams on the way for the lower bracket, but because Speed made this move, because Flipside decided they're going to pick him up for this or the, for for the next month. Like, I think we went down a different path in history, you know? Yeah, definitely. If Rep Reserve still had speed, the, the, one of the two spots could rightfully have been theirs. Um, there was a big barrier just on the day, which is a little bit unusual, you know, that two RL RS teams were the strongest teams. That's, that's an odd one. But Rep Reserve would, I think, beats in secret. I don't know about complexity because they were fucking smashing it. But yeah would have been a very con uh, strong contestion against secret and maybe just etched it out in the end but i can't blame speed if he's been given the opportunity to go off to land you know play alongside Efri and potentially maybe even like you know a pay rise from being transferred over all that sort of stuff you gotta think it's him testing out the waters of other teams but red reserve looked quite good with casio considering this was their first tournament as a group it it just the whole scene's a clusterfuck at the moment because of a couple of changes, ain't it? That's the thing, right? I, I put it down on 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 the nose. It's a complete roster clusterfuck. It's what it really is, you know. Like the, we should not be seeing this many subs from teams that are playing in the same tournament. Like you know, I think that because Cassio subbed for Red Reserve, it ruined both teams' chances because Method got absolutely wrecked in the lower bracket, admittedly by Flipside. So you know, like the, the so, threat, so you know, they managed to find that much. They managed to like in a, in a technical sense weaken another team so they could three zero them. But, you know, Method got knocked out very early on uh, in, in, in the uh, open qualifiers and they had to go down through the lower bracket and qualify through that. So they already had lower chances coming in. And again, I feel like that wouldn't be the case if Cassio was there because Method were looking so, so solid. 
my big questions about this really is how the fuck did, was Casio allowed to play for Red Reserve, actually? Because this, from looking at tweets, was a purely player decision, and he didn't tell the rest of his team that he was doing that until, like, he was signed up with them. How were Method allowing one of their players to go play for another org? Did they actually know? Did Casio just do this on the spur of the moment, you know, because he got asked? Because well, I'm pretty sure. Can... I, I would just interject to say I think I'm pretty sure there are some legal ramifications if he did. That's what I'm saying. Playing on the contract. That's what I'm saying. Like, did Casio not think about this, and is this something that's going on quietly in the back end? Because the all the signups were very, very last minute. You know, for it all and that, and we saw the big announcement about speed. You know, being moved on there and off straight after Yukio. Um, was but nothing the other way because maybe Method is just going to let it fly under the radar, or whatever. But I, I can't imagine they were happy about that purely because their own team, the Method team, flopped massively because of it. Method could have gone really far if Casio was still on the roster instead of Snasky, who on the day sucked. Well, based off of what I've heard through some now deleted DMs from a certain person in our Discord. Red Reserve did not know about this in the uh, uh, in the first place either. You know, like the Red Reserve were very, very stunned, according to what I understand. Like, you know, so I'd imagine this probably that... wasn't talked about with the team, but with the org, if they're doing the loan. So Speed probably did it privately before going to his teammates, which is a little different, but it's still you could well, say. If that's a the case, then, then, fair, then fair enough. But even then, it's like why? Again, if I'm a Red Reserve management, I'd be saying, no, fuck this. You, you're really good, and you're with a really good team. We're possibly top four in the world right now um so why so why should we let you go and compete in this qualifier when another team potentially put boost, boost them to the point and hinder our chances absolutely fuck that which is it's, it's more of a problem in the general esports sense is the it's the fact that esports organizations don't do business like you know that's right Esports organizations don't do esports, they just do business. Sorry, that's what the actual time I should be saying, but they should most certainly fucking, you know, just sit there and like, no, no. Like you said earlier, Red Reserve probably looking at this and going, they don't have to pay Speed's wages for a month. Here, they'll sign something. No, because they'll be at this WSOE event, Speed turns up in Red Reserve jersey and all that sort of shite, and they're going to probably be at LAN anyway. you got to think, a lot of these EU teams with orgs are going to be there anyhow. They, like This was one of my big things about the uh, DreamHack Open Qualifiers, is that, one, I don't think any of the teams that should have been seeded into the closed qualifiers, personally, and two, maybe we just completely bar the RLCS teams from it, because the whole the prize of the open and then of course in turn the close qualifiers was two free trips to leipzig complexity if they wanted have the money to pay it same for secret it's more for the xeno moons and all of that which would have no other way to get there it's more about helping like bringing through the smaller teams and acting more like a minor that would then get you into the major for me here i i have no red reserve probably will compete they could compete next month in uh, the DreamHack finals with speed if they wanted, probably. But unless but based off of Flipside have signed them for it. But based off of what you said to me is that they've got speed on a month loan. That that's, that's you, what you it seems, say they, yeah. they, 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 they've officially got them on a month loan. So that means that mm. would lead into the DreamHack Leipzig land. That it, would lead they've got into it for the that land. long, yeah. Yeah. So 
literally why again it does not make any sense to me if i'm if, from red reserves perspective why throw away the chance to go to LAN? I understand the idea of, you know, Jersey's going to be out of WSOE. That's some great exposure. But you'd earn more by having the whole team represented and doing really well because that way you can turn to the sponsors and be like, look, this is what our team has done. We are potentially one of the best in Rocket League. Now, let's renegotiate some new contract terms so we can get some more money so you can continue to support our operations and we can do well in Rocket League. Again, it it, it it doesn't make any sense to well, me. Like I said, they might not Other than the explanation of speed moving up towards a much more, a higher tier organization. Even then, I still have some problems with it because Red Reserve are already in the RLCS. Yeah, the Red Reserve shouldn't be making a change at this point because so, they're pretty solid. But for Even me, it, it could just be a case of they you know? haven't signed him off for that period. So his contract, like... Um, when does DreamHack go on? When is the finals? I'm quickly bringing it up. Did we say the 15th and 16th, was it? Yeah. Um, yes. Maybe Flipside have him up to the 12th officially on paper and then speeds back for the land finals and they're just going to go along for it, you know? And it won't hurt them at all because, you know, they've got speed out to fucking Vegas for this event. And like I said, that's then them being able to advertise Red Reserve at this event. It's weird. And if I, I would actually be a little bit more uh, scared if I'm Speed at this point because Casio is sniffing down his spot on Red Reserve. Speed with this roster move is probably in a bit of uh, a shaky situation where both teams I, yeah, might I'd, be I'd, looking I'd agree. to not have him. I, I'd agree, honestly. Considering the way that Flipside sort of like bombed out against PSG, who also bombed out to Red Reserve. In a, in a weakened state, you know, you got to imagine like, I'm not sure, again, if based off what I'm hearing is true, there might be a bit of spite in the, in, 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 mm. in, in the team right now. There might be a bit of like, ah, oh, well, fuck you, this is what we did. We did better than you, sort of thing. Uh, I'm not saying that's the truth. Well, from rumours, Red Reserve is on I'm, I'm speculating, flip side. So I'm, I'm, it could I'm be speculating based off of rumours alone. To go for a better, for like a pay grade rise, which would put a bit of bitterness into his Red Reserve ex-teammates. Exactly, and, and that's the thing I'm concerned about mostly because, as Trox says, this might completely destabilize both Red Reserve mm -hmm. and Flipside. Uh, because Flipside it did not work out for this qualifier. Red Reserve now have to play with a sub in Casio. That might also destabilize Method as well because Method felt the Flipside the same. You're not looking at the most advanced positions. You're not looking at the greatest of uh, greatest of situations right now here uh, in regards to how these roster moves have turned out. So I think again, I think this is a really really stupid move from all parties involved. I think that for most, for the most part, it is sort of facilitated out of necessity because of one move. My big question as well avoided. is how long has Flipside been looking at Speed? Because I'm assuming Speed is the one they want to replace because they wouldn't known about Yukio going a little while back. You know, um, that scrub leak, you know, about uh, KDOT going over to Vitality. You look back on it now, and it also hints that Yukio is going over to... Uh, Dignitas, and in that tweet, he says he doubts that the new Vitality is going to be able to top their new Dignitas. Or, uh, sorry, mm. the old flip side is going to be able to top when he was on it. Um, sorry, that was what the tweet was like, if you look at it in hindsight. So, and Trox was saying, apparently they're in talks in the middle of December. That then gave them a month, up until now, or up until last weekend, to start looking at a new player to replace. And I know they were trying out with Arju and that didn't work. Were they trying out with him the whole time and just then decided on the spur of the moment? No, this ain't going to do well and we want speed. 
there was the tweet from the sorry i just dropped something there was the tweet from their coach slash manager that said the new guy they're bringing in has got a perfect play style to fit over Yukio, which I personally think is speed because they've got very transferable skill sets, but they should have known that with the flip style play style, you know, like we were saying earlier, they take a while to adjust. Yeah, and 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 that's my key thing right here is the fact that they've got to go all the way back for that whole process of trying to get speed back up to a level where it works for flip side. And in the short term, I'm not sure whether that's going to work out well for Flipside at all. You know, again, they just lost one of the one of their one of their best players, in my opinion. They've just lost their their star man, essentially, mm. and then they've got to go through the ROCS, try to avoid relegation for another season after they did so well at Worlds and everything. You know, like fuck, man, it's got it's got to suck to be Frost right there to see how the whole thing's gone down for him, yeah. and potentially it might even go even worse depending on if the whole speed thing falls through. Because you got to think, I well, think, I they, think it does, they qualified like... into WSOE with Yukio, and then he swapped the next exactly. like, next day. They're going to WSOE. I'm worried they're going to get smashed. This is what I'm saying. Like, I, this is the team I'm looking at most interest. Like, I'm most interested in purely because if Speed can put on a good performance and they do well, thank the Lord. But the biggest if, problem though. is that they could bottom out. Like, they could be bottom free i would say next season the rlcs if things don't get you know sorted exactly they can even that, drop. that's my thing cooks can't carry mystic is a solid connector player batman but he's not going to win you games and then that third man has to be pretty much as more as much of a strength on the pitch as cooks it arguably which yukio was just in different aspects you look at how their stats um stack up against each other yukio had the biggest effect on that team yes cooks got the goals and you know there were more like explosive short burst moments but yukio was the biggest consistent force in that roster and they have got to replace near enough arguably half the team on one man and that is a big big ask is a big, big ask. So, um, uh, you know, for flip side, uh, again, the, the future is very, very unclear for all of the rosters involved in this particular in this particular mm. flip side red reserve method Vikings move, etc., 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 etc. Whoever else has been affected by this. So, again, a lot of eyes will be on flip side at WSOE. There will be a lot of eyes on red reserve. Probably, I imagine they'll probably end up signing up to DreamHack Leipzig anyway. Uh, mm. And of course, a lot of eyes will be on both sides with that RLCS. Uh, when we get to see them come up in a few months time so we'll we'll see how that works out uh, but we'll keep going down the list of the other teams because there's still more teams we want to talk so about many... by the way. we spend we spend so much time on this whole fucking move because that's how much of a shit show it really was right mm. um but let's talk about mouse sports for a little bit um you say they're finally reaching the expectations of a lower rlcs team mm -hmm. i say they're still doing quite disappointing in my eyes uh, because in the upper bracket, they lost to Xeno Moon. Now, Xeno Moon did have a pretty good run overall. They did take down Flipside, and they did take two games off of Team Secret. But uh, my, my question about that team are going to come to fruition in a little bit. Mouse Sports still struggling against some other sides, though. Again, I still think they are very, very low, potentially relegation zone RLCS teams now that Fnatic and, uh, 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 that, and, now that Fnatic and fucking what their names are gone now. You know, like... Um, What's that? What's the other? What's the other team that got relegated? Fnatic and complexity. Com complexity. That's it. How, <laughs> yeah. how did I which forget complexity? Like, yeah, which is just their awkward now because complexity. I 
It's looking like next See, season. That's, that's why. That's why. Because complexity are now looking good again. That's the problem. Yeah, but you know, now, now, now that Fnatic... Now that Fnatic and complexity are out, and complexity are also looking hot shit going into the next season, they might even get another promotion chance. Now Mousesports are looking from like a low RLCS team to a relegation RLCS team in the grand scheme of things. And this tournament does not boost my own confidence into what they could do in the next season. <laughs> Uh, um, hmm. it's an interesting one because I definitely think they will be in a case of fighting for, to stay up. That's not a lie. I don't rate a lot massively as a player. I've said it before. Like if they're looking for a captain, they should have gone with Pashi over him. That is simple as. Oh, I can't get them obviously. So, but <laughs> they're a borderline RLCS, RL, RS team. That's where they're at. And beforehand, they were losing to your Nordavin and all of that lot. So this is finally them looking like a borderline team. I'm not saying they're the best team. I'm just saying that they're like, if you were to rate them world right now, I'd probably give them a solid temp, uh, like not in the world, sorry, in EU, a somewhere between ninth to 12th sort of spot, you know? Okay, I, I think, think that's, that's fair. a fair point. Their win against May Contain Nuts is what they should have done. May Contain Nuts got it really close, but then at the same time, May Contain Nuts lost to Method, and Method were playing dreadful with Snasky, really. So May Contain Nuts were crap on the day. Xeno Moon was a close series. Uh, I think we got a cast actually on the uh, stream, but then Xeno Moon were very close to Secret at the same time. The whole tournament is really, it's hard to work like caliber of teams against each other because everyone is so flip floppy in style against each other. But Mouse well, are finally you know, at now, the now expected that you, now that you level. That... They can only improve, you know? Yeah, well, now that you bring that up, there's a number of upsets that went throughout the course of this bracket, and a lot of ones, we're gonna, there's one in particular we're going to bring up in a little bit. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of like, you know, teams that fell down in like, the first round or second round of the losers bracket. It's like, well, shit, how the hell did this happen? You know, like, how, how, how the fuck did we see this squad fall to pieces? Uh, can we jump you know, one and then, sure. then come back to the one? Like, can we jump to yeah, six on our list and then come back to five? Let's just get the fucking, the, 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 the big disappointment out of the way. The elephant Savage. Is Oh, Holy God. crap, what the hell happened here? Literally, this... in the first game, MCON shattered them, and then the big sack Mandem in the second game sacked them. It was so... I don't know if they're playing with a sub today, but they, they, they should have just not shown up. It was that bad. Yeah, like, fuck, man. MCON had a close four-game series against them. 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, then 3-1. The fact that you get two goals over Savage any fucking day when you're MCON of all people, like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, that's not... That's like Dignitas at world's level of choke mm -hmm. right there. Like, that's insane. Like, I'm, I'm actually stunned. The big thing about it as well is that when me and Crafters were getting onto my stream and we we're going to cover the first round of brackets, I was like, do you know what? MCON versus the big sack, the big sack mandem might be a fun little matchup. And then Savage gets relegated, get, get drops down. And we thought to ourselves, okay, that was very unexpected. And now this match is not going to be any good at all. And then we come back to it later and we realize it's actually gone down. We literally, we were puzzled. It was like, there's no fucking way this is right. Someone's reported <laughs> the score wrong. Like, there's no, Smash, Smash has messed up again. Like, there's no possible way this happened. But it did. And again, how how is this even a thing right now like this 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 outlines 
Ah, uh, this outlines probably the worst situation that Savage could possibly be at. So again, we're taking a look at this team saying they're gonna, they're really gonna get clapped in the RLCS unless they can make some. They're too overconfident. Changes. It's the biggest problem. Like they've been spending too much time playing Fortnite. It seems, you know, because they just do. They think <laughs> they can just go anywhere and play anything at any time and just come out on top. It was to the point of. Um, I think they were asking, I can't remember who it was, but someone from the Savage side was asking, like, what monitors they would use at LAN. And you just, they're like, one, slow the fuck down, That was down, Roken, buddy. actually. No, oh, I do remember that was Roken, because he put that, I remember seeing that in the, uh, in the, uh, in the Discord, yeah. Ouch. So, okay, for one, they, it's, it, it's always going to be your 144 hertz one, because they're sponsored by Asus and all of that shit, so you always get the top of the line at LANs, don't you? And two, there's just, Hold on, look at this shit beforehand. Don't try and get too far ahead of yourself because, again, the community then looks at you in this light. And me, like I'm saying now, I'm going, you, your priorities in the wrong place. You're too overconfident. You've got to be at your level. You don't even have an org yet because the orgs are unsure on you. You've got to prove yourself before you can be cockiness. TSM at the moment, if they were like that, I'd be like, fair fucking enough. Dignitas, fair fucking enough. Because you have won everything under the sun for a good while now, you know? Again, like, I think, I think you put it right when you put this point down. It's like, Savage played. I didn't even know when they were there, that they were mm. there. It's like... Did they even get is, on a stream? This is, yeah, they didn't, they didn't even get the chance to get on stream. Literally, we were saying we'll keep Savage for later because they'll probably end up somewhere in the in the in the latter part of the lower bracket or you know in the semifinals out of push. You know, like we, we were looking at it, it's like you know maybe they might fall to red reserve. But Embercon, yeah. just again, I'm just I, just I just I just can't wrap my head around the fact that this is a result for Savage. But again, I think I hope this is a kick up the ass. I hope this is something that they can take back on board and stop being so confident about things because. You are not the best team in the world right now, guys. Like again, we've been saying it for ages. We don't. We we. Me and Bacon cannot see how you guys can be the best in the world in your current line of form. Again, we think that there are changes that need to be made. You know, they they're definitely that's like not... I said earlier, the borderline sort of stays because they can smash RLRS, but that's purely because they've got that attacking style. When they come up against RLCS, where teams can actually really well, solidly I mean, defend, I mean, I mean just, just they just shut them out. Quick. Just to interject real quick, you know, obviously, like, we were talking about RLCS teams, but even the bubble scene teams are now holding a bit of a candle <laughs> to them. Fucking MCON! Yeah. MCON! My God! Anyway. MCON, I reckon, will get an RLRS next season, but, you again, they're getting into RLRS. You're now in RLCS. That should be a massive jump. And MCON just completely shut them down, and good for the MCON lads. Hopefully, they oh, don't get too cocky you know, like, now. <laughs> And, 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 and no, they, they won't get too cocky because nah. they, they, they fell to Red Reserve and then to Flipside immediately afterwards. So, you know, they, they certainly had an overperformance. I think they can agree on that much at the very least. Uh, they probably mm. might not have made it past the losers round one anyway against the big sack Mandem. Uh, so, you know, like uh, MCON are already, always a, um, uh, um, what's it, a humble team anyway. I can't see them being overconfident about no, that. Mm, uh, MCON's a bit of a controversy because they always get... Well, I don't know anything for sure, but you always see them getting shout out for being boosters and all of that sort of shit. So wow. I don't know, but they're probably used I, to I, taking I, a bit I, of I, abuse. I, I don't know how much of that is true, to be honest. So exactly. I'm not going to entertain that. All I see is just what you get in Twitch chat from that. And hopefully it's not true. But even if it isn't, if they're getting called boosters and they're probably knocked down a peg or two anyway or whatever, because, you know, and 
Trox uh, in chat just saying the players are toxic. It's probably because really? they're used I've to never... that culture. I've, I've, I've seen I've, I've them. I've never seen that much. My only encounter, I think, was back in Neon Dream or whatever, and it was just more teams there going, um, oh, they're not rearranging with us. And I'm like, well, that's your fault. Under the rules, we don't have to make them rearrange purely because you can't realistically. Um, they were saying that the dates that the other team could do wouldn't work with them, and so they're under the rights not to rearrange. So they got the, you know, the DQ win. Which is fair. That's the only encounter I've ever had with him. All right. Well, we're getting sidetracked now. I mean, we're talking yeah. about Savage for a second, and we move on to MCon. <laughs> but we actually want to let we actually have a few more teams you have to talk about. Yep. So we're, we're we're basically out of time. So let's try to see if we can boost through this real quick. Awesome. Uh, boost through, boost through this fucking hell. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, Vitality was the next squad we wanted to talk about. Um, now, uh, the first thing you put down here is about Greg, is about Greg and talking about the scrims. Can I just say something? Can we get it out of Rocket League, the Rocket League fans' heads that scrims matter, right? Like, from my experience and from what I understand about esports as a whole, scrims are there for practice and learning. It's not mm -hmm. about whether you win a scrim. It's not about whether you can go close against the team on a scrim. Can you do that in the official? Well, it doesn't fucking matter. Scrims don't mean shit. Scrims are about practicing new strategies and learning. If you get a 6-0 against one of the best teams in the world, there's a good shout that they were trying something new. They were mm -hmm. trying a different passing play or a different default setup or a different, you know, a, a, a different approach camera to the game as a whole. You know, <laughs> different camera settings, different dead zones, different anything, right? Just to see if it might work at a professional level. That's the point of what a scrim is supposed to be about. So why people constantly go, oh, we did this good at scrims and everyone was like, bullshit, liar, everything like that, you know? Like I, I only halfway put the blame on Gregan because Gregan did bring that up in the in 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 the Twitch in the Twitch sort of like a uh, thing, but even he was the one who said, "Look, that doesn't always translate to what actually goes down in the server mm. at an official thing." And that's the thing that people don't understand, right? A scrim is not about winning; it's about learning. It's about practicing. It's about trying not only to try not only trying to break through new strategies and new tactics and new playstyles and new metas in Rocket League, but also to try and find a way to win to to to, to win or to to break into the minds and the playstyle of your opponents and trying to win in the officials from that knowledge that you've gained in the scrim. That is the mm. point of a scrim. Can we stop using that as a fucking measuring stick? Because it is <laughs> really annoying. It is really annoying. Really, really, really annoying. Mm. And I actually I'm out sorry, the whole sorry, resolve just, this. Just, just 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 frostbite saying it right there. You do well at a scrim when you improve, not when you win. Winning mm -hmm. doesn't mean shit. Yeah. I just love as well the memes coming out of it. Like back when Scrub was there on Vitality saying, uh, my goal is not to lose the PSG in 2019, and it's been twice in the first 20 days um that he's lost two Vital uh two PSG. And it, it's going to become a big running thing, which is the strongest French org. I, Vitality are hurting at the moment. Hopefully they can improve, but they don't seem to have the results. I mean, that PSG versus Vitality match, 3-1, 3-1, but PSG looked comfortable throughout the whole of it. Yeah, they did. You know, they, 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 they really did. Like, you know, and, and it, is, it is quite... Uh... Quite a surprise, to say the least. Uh, a, a quite a surprise, again, to see that this is how the Renault Vitality sort of collapsed, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope for the best. I hope for good things. 
Unfortunately, they haven't quite proved that as of yet. And again, PSG, they have been known to be monsters online. I'm not sure whether that would have been a repeat result on LAN, but we're probably never going to see rid of Vitality on LAN at this stage because of the way that this whole squad is going. Um, That's a lot of there, mate. <laughs> my, my, my faith has not 100% been restored in this in this last tournament. You know, we looked okay. at WSCU, it was like, okay, K-Dub's got a bit of potential in this squad. And then they get knocked out in what is it the the first round again? Hey, ARG. let's just hope that ARG they both get them. put into the same sort of like pool of uh, the twenty four players the team. Sorry, that can sign up. Let's hope they get put into the same group for DreamHack because I'm pretty sure both orgs will send their teams along. You know, it's it's not a big flight out, and they both got the money to send them to Leipzig. So let's just hope that they get put into the same org and just battle it out if vitality to get the revenge and knock them uh knock psg from going any further that'd be fantastic but at the same time psg taking vitality again it's just like vitality is <laughs> let the memes right rain kicking. down upon I the love killer <laughs> <laughs> just jesus christ i just want but this rivalry to continue forever really just as a general point on vitality's performance in this in this bracket like they struggled so hard. Mm. They struggled harder than I'd say. They struggled harder than Method. So at least they Method, lost to Arg. Yeah, at least Method lost to really pirates. big teams. Ouch. They lost to Arg. They struggled in a three-two series against Equilibriatus, which is a team I don't even, still don't even know how to fucking pronounce their name. Three-two to the Vikings, who admittedly are a relatively decent team, but I wouldn't say that they should be competing at the level of the Vitality were. And then three-zero against PSG. Like, what do you need to do to get this team back up to a decent level again, man? Yeah, I'm looking at Equilibriatas right now. Phoenix, Jonas, and Kavari. I, I'd expect them to be playing in Rivals $500 EU thing coming up next month. And that's and like going pretty far on that, don't get me wrong, but that's purely because the biggest teams don't care. The RRL, CS teams, are, they would prefer the scrim instead of take place in that, you know? And that is why these, they're a back end of the bubble, more community scene team. And you're getting that darn close. I I don't know what you're doing in your scrims, Vitality, but if you're winning them, you're probably doing something wrong at this point because the other teams are working other things out and using you as a tool. You're not a tool. You should be winning. Like, in you're the actual competitions, that. not in the scrims, yeah. <laughs> They're not focusing. They're going with the box six standards. 6-0! Six yeah. <laughs> They're not oh, focusing dear. on the right things. Like, I know Gregan, as part of it, isn't a coach to the team. He's just a manager. He but... should be at this stage. Like, fuck me. Like, or this, they this need team... to hire in someone to coach them because they clearly can't sort it out them bloody selves. Exactly. Like, you know, I, I think, honestly, if Gregan changed from being manager to manager slash coach and then, like, focused on helping that team and trying to zone out, like, you know, here's the thing, right? He already stands behind them in the Elite Series. Wouldn't it just be great if in that 60 seconds he interjects, like, look, this is what you're doing wrong, right, guys? Like, just, like... I, I, I want to see a moment, right? Now, we, we, okay, we were talking about this in the pub last night, me and a few mates. We're talking about the uh, uh, the Olaf boost from Counter Strike. I'm sure you know about mm -hmm. it. Um, and we're talking about this one moment where LDLC were trying to figure out what they were doing. So what they did was they took off their headsets on a tactical pause, all gathered around the in-game leader in the middle of the table. And it was this beautiful moment, a beautiful piece of scenery. Honestly, I'd love to see that from a team who are like 3-0 down in the best of seven. It's just like the coach calls them in, just like, look, huddle in, huddle in. We've got 60 seconds. This is what we need to do. Come on, let's focus, let's focus, let's get this shit together. I think that would be something very beautiful to see in something like the Elite Series of the RLCS land. You know, I think mm -hmm. coaches still have a lot of a long way to go. And honestly, I think that with, with Gregan and Vitality doing as well as they could do a thing, if Gregan was the coach, 
I think that could be another watershed moment for Rocket League right there in, mm -hmm. in the role of coaches overall. Again, I feel like it's it might be the only way out for this squad at this stage. You know, they brought in world class talent. They already had world class talents. What more do you need to do to make Renault Vitality world beaters? I don't know anymore. Right, <laughs> Tractor. Sorry, Tractor's just said the only man you need is Esports Murphy, uh, who's uh, a very, a very lovely fellow. Let's put it that way. You can moderate a tournament, but I don't see him coaching Vitality anytime soon. <laughs> I, that being said, wasn't it? That being said, that wasn't it. Him that won the show match at the last Epic Land, or was that Spicy J? No, it was Spicy J. Scratch that. Spicy J won, won a uh, a one versus four show match in best of three format in uh, at the Epic Land tournament. It was fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. But so no, um, yeah, but yes. Uh, okay, Vitality. They need some. They need some changes. I, I think they need. They need to make a, a drastic change. Not in players. I'm not saying anything like that. Again, I think the team could work well. They just need to change something in the way that the team is some, some sort of operational thing in the, in the team in oh my yeah opinion. agreed easily the choice like i i honestly from looking at how they play they because they haven't changed from uh wsoe really they probably don't go over their replays which for me is yikes because you should be pretty much scrimming as much as you go over replays really it should be a 50 50 maybe even going over your replays more often and analyzing them you know well that's that again that's a common thing that coaches do coaches often when they mm. when they're when they're not with the team the downtime the the, the 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 preparation work is going through demos and going through through replays and, and looking at things like right well why did we lose to this goal? Why did we lose to this offensive play? Because this player made a mistake over here. Maybe there's a reason for that because, you know, he was forced out of position. Maybe he wasn't reading the play correctly. So maybe I have to sit down with that player and say, like, look, this is how you need to try and structure yourself around this. This is the reason why we lost this. And going over those, not only going through reviews with your players, but also reviewing it yourself mm. and presenting that to the players so you can, as a collective team, come up with a way where you won't make that mistake again or recognize something potential, some potential in an underdeveloped play and develop it some more to the point where it can become new meta. You know, that's the reason why the backboard yep. was such a massive thing in the flip side era. That's such, that's, and, and the Dingatas and Gale Force era for that matter, you know? Mm. That's, that's the kind of stuff that will push the boundaries of Rocket League. Yeah, definitely agreed. So we've gone over the, like the org teams or the big teams, uh, considering Savage doesn't have an org. But Jay, we've got two more like orgless teams, which we just want to highlight. It's like the big well done in this tournament, don't we? Yes, and the first one is Zeno Moon. You may have noticed that slight oddity in the lower bracket in that who the fuck is Zeno Moon here <laughs> the in the losers round five up against PSG, somehow coming in from the semi-finals after going 3-2 against Secret. Uh, well, Zeno Moon themselves, they are the likes of Zensus, Moon Monkey, and Noyalistic. Uh, so uh, I think, Bacon, mm. you've got a bit more knowledge on this team than I oh, have. So I, yeah, I'm going to let you uh, go through this one. Yeah, so they're a new team. Um... Zenzus, the only really reputable player on that roster is, uh, you know, Kalno's back in the day of RLCS. And then sort of like went off into a bit of obscurity. Um, <laughs> but he saw a comeback with Monkey Moon, who I heard was something like the best Xbox player or some shit. Um, just moved over the PC. And Nolistic, who has been around the community sort of like bubble scene for ages. Not really even to the bubble team, I'd say. He's been on some good rosters, but not anything where you'd expect him here. And it just fucking worked. The one thing that triggered me, actually, is on the stream, I was there, like, um, 
Zenzus is the only player of note, and he's sort of gone away and brought in these two unknown quantities. And I was getting talked sh- uh, shit on because Monkey Moon's really good at ones or something. Um, and he's been on Johnny Boy's show. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking ones. This is freeze. This is Dreamhack. Exactly. And he's not even taken part in the rival Free Bit Freeze. Didn't haven't seen him in any of the Renegade Cups. And he comes along to Dreamhack and does this. That is an unknown quality, uh, quantity, sorry, and he has fucking smashed it. Monkey Moon, actually the most impressive player on that roster and is one I'm going to be looking out for, like literally through sign-up sheets and keeping an eye out for because I'm interested to see how it goes. And actually, these three should stick together. I'd love to see them further down the line. Well, that's the thing that I came into. That, that's the first thing that I sort of questioned when we came to talk about, when we came to do the notes for this show. I was like, right, well, Xeno Moon is great them being, being together for this tournament, but oftentimes when you have a mixed team, when you have like a pug team, when you have like a team that comes in under, un, unsponsored in a, uh, in a tournament, you know, oftentimes they won't stick together past that tournament, even when mm. they overperform in a, massive, in, in, a, in a massive sort of way that Xeno Moon have um you know it, it, we were just talking about it a moment ago not even the teams that are under contract not even the players that are under contract are safe for moving about fucking rosters <laughs> yep. you know like and, and, and potentially might even be in breach of that contract you know we don't even know if those guys are safe so with xeno moon the question really is is that are they gonna stick together past dreamhack are they gonna go go potentially go ahead and book tickets to leipzig are they gonna try and compete at the land itself are they gonna try and compete along more i can't imagine leipzig because it's a big cost uh because they're like swedish sure, sure. guys let me just quickly bring up the roster so they've got monkey moon's french zenzus is swedish and nolly is english so yeah, that's quite a bit of a shell out on tickets and all that to get across to there. But RORS coming up, just stick together for that. If you played like you did in this tournament, fuck me, you're easily into RORS, you know? Yeah, and again, it's just, I, I'm encouraging them to do that, but the question is, will they actually do that? I mean, time will overall tell. We can't it could just be a flash in the point. pan, couldn't it? That's the problem. It, it, it could be a flash in the pan. And there's, there's, that, there's that idea as well, is that is this just an overperformance from them from one day? or is this something they can represent re sort of like you know re up consistently again if they stuck together at the rlrs qualifiers and we saw what they could do with the rlrs qualifiers oh then potentially what's up one result i have just seen against Flipside because it was a free one 2-0 to xenomoon 2-1 to xenomoon 8-2 to Flipside. this wasn't a stream match Ooh. and then 3-2 to xenomoon what the fuck happened in that one game like <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know? But the rest of the tournament, they played so fucking good. A lot of the games were close, but don't get me wrong, you were close to Mouse Sports. You were close to Secret. Um, they were even relatively close to PSG. There was two overtimes in that one. So it's all promising for them, isn't it, really? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure where Zenzus... Um... Uh, I'm not really sure, you know, uh, uh, the, I'm not sure where about the history of, of Zenzus, mm. Monkey Moon, and, and Noilistic. I'm not sure whether they played together on a team before, whether they've been part of an official squad together, or whether they just formed for this rock, for this team, because it seems like they just formed for this one qualifier, see mm-hmm. how well they did. Um, and obviously, you know, you're going to have some massive, like, some pretty big lines in, in gaps in the defense. Well, to uh, point that out, just for a second, were able to adjust the them, other you know? two don't even have a Liquipedia page because they haven't yeah. got any results of mention. And Zenzus's like, last results were in, um, Christ, we're talking RLRS back Ages ago, Cal knows Zebra like knows. level. Like, the yeah. evolution of Cal knows when they came down from RLCS. And they, he was still on XL, 
Um, he was in season four in XL of uh, RLCS. And then they dropped and he got dropped as well for Marky replacing him to which he went over and created this new team zebra nose so and that was a year ago like and that zebra nose was a good team that was uh with nexo and mount and we know nexo you know being the current sub for vitality and mount just hanging about the scene doing what he does but zenzu is just completely dropped off the radar for a while it was weird yeah, exactly. And you know, so see, uh, it's nice to see him come forward and do some good work, obviously. But again, I, I, I question the longevity of this squad. That's the main mm-hmm. thing. Again, time will tell how well it does. But again, I, I, I'm hoping that they stick together. I'm not holding my breath on that front, though. So, yeah. last squad, last team we want to highlight is Big Sack Mandem or the Big Sack Mandem. I called them Big Sack Mandem because um, uh, it didn't fit into my Twitch title or into my uh, uh, little uh, Rocket League overlay. Uh, but. Uh, this is Breezy Jr. and Marky Duda, for those of you who don't know who they are. Um, they looked pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know? like they, they, it, it was a bit of a case of, well, I mean, how far can they really go? Because they were coming in in from the, in from the lower bracket anyway, because they came from the lower bracket, the open qualifiers as well. But they looked fucking good. You know? Again, Jr. Mm-hmm. and Breezy, I think, are really, really big players. And I think that there's a p- possibility that they could have gone very, very far in this tournament with some certain circumstances, but just to highlight their sort of like achievements, obviously they had that three one result against Savage, which was insane. Three two against Tibionist, which was also a very, very close matchup that I had the fortunate pleasure of casting alongside crafters uh, mm-hmm. on my channel. And let me tell you, mate, we, we loved that match to bits. It was one of the best matches of the entire day. Yep. Uh, so ha- having them come forward and do that again, beautiful, absolutely well done from the uh, Tibionist side, uh, sorry, from the Big Sack Mandem side to be able to man up against to be honest who have already i've said said before had their problems in the renegade cups and stuff uh in renegade cup monthlies i should say uh and also a couple of different highlight players which i think actually one just made it to twitter right now uh, if i recall correctly uh i just saw rocket dailies post something and tag me and it's like i'm not sure if it was if it was that play it would look like it was uh but either yeah, way it was some very very flashy players coming through across the board from the big sack man and, and again you know, Junior was doing insane. He was scoring zero angles. Breezy was doing insane. Junior was setting him up to score some crazy angles. My problem, however, and I hate to rag on the guy after we've already shit on him for XL's <laughs> run, is has to be Marky, man. Like, Marky just looked terrible. Uh, we, <clears throat> yeah, we had a little word about it earlier, and it was like every single f- shot he was set up for just... No, he completely went skied wide. it or went wide. Went it didn't. Yeah, just he got carried in this tournament. Breezy and Junior were popping off. Like if you're playing FIFA, these two lads would be down as like the next Wonder Kids. You know, like exponential growth, all that sort of shit. And they can. I I hope that an ROS team will be formed next season with either of them. Breezy, I could even see like if with a good like lucky run, he could even get picked up by an ROS team. Don't think it would happen because, you know, he's got nothing really backing him, but he's at a quality where he could do it. He just has to have like two veterans beside him that can hold his nerves. But Marky is not the right fit. I've even put in notes. What they need to do is a savage, right? And just have three strikers because Breezy and Junior are strikers. Fucking throw Bilbo in there and they will wreck everyone's shit up. No one in RORS can defend well enough to be able to hand, handle an all-out onslaught. Yeah, I think the problem with that is that it will only work as far as the RLRS. In the same sort of way that Savage is struggling right now in the qualifiers and probably going to possibly going to struggle during the course 
of the um, uh, uh, of the RLCS again. We'll have to see how that plays out later on down the line. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think that for the for the for the moment, you know, it's just sort of like a quick getaway chance to boost yourself back into like boost yourself up into like you know international pre pre relevance. <laughs> you know, it's it's good. What was that? Breaking news. Is land signups. Yep. Land signups for DreamHack Pro Circuit have gone live. A fucking core DreamHack is going to announce something <laughs> in the middle of this podcast. Like, for fuck's sake. I love it. Happens every time. But every you see, the reason, time. like, so guys, guys at home, the reason why this uh, podcast is going over two hours is because we are actually waiting for the breaking news to come through. We're like, oh, no one's done it yet. We've got to hold off. And there we go. We know we can end the stream sometime soon because we're getting right to the fucking end of it. <laughs> <laughs> But this does well, mean that by next week, we should, and I'm saying should because there's only 24 spots, know every single team that is going to be at DreamHack, which is good. Yes, we should. So This is going to uh, be a mad fucking scramble, by the way, for those spots. It, 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 will, be, it will be a mad scramble. Uh, so uh, the event goes, the land signups for the event go live at Wednesday at 21 CET, uh, which will be the middle of the Renegade monthly, uh, Renegade Cup monthly broadcast i think 21 20 yeah it actually really? no yeah it will be <laughs> it, it will be actually yes so yeah it'll be in the middle of that so uh lord help you if you are fucking competing at that point i do apologize but there's nothing mm. that i can do about that um especially if you're savage you are competing in the in the semi-finals of that one so uh uh yeah let's let, let's see how that rolls let's see how that, that that again it'll be a mad scramble for that one um maybe big sack man then might turn up maybe they might just go ahead and pick up bilbo you know you never know i mean the, bilbo, the only thing he has to commit to it is Biltradam right now that's it you know that as soon as he can do that he gets through the renegade monthly uh we'll get we'll get through the ember series gets through the finals and then he can go his own separate ways not i don't think he'll be sticking around with uh Sebedam, i don't think uh again i feel like that that roster has checked itself out so bilbo's mm. on the market i think again i agree with you as a short-term boost as a short-term chance this is the way that big sack man then move forward I'm just looking at the actual event as well, and I can't see anywhere that you can register yet. It's no, like again, really it opens. It, it opens at um. It opens oh, at Wednesday. They they yeah Wednesday at eight p.m. GMT is when it's going to yeah, open. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right then. So wow. Oh, you know what? On Wednesday, you're going to be there casting the Ember, and I'm just going to be sitting here with Ember on one screen. And on the opposite <laughs> side, just looking at the signups, roll on in because 20 just, just like li li live tweeting like Fnatic X Fnatic have signed up. Savage are signed up. That would be They're a gonna get clapped. They're going to pay for themselves. But literally every single team, because I reckon those signups, they could be done. Because remember, people going along just to play for fun in that as well. They could be done and dusted. You've got all 24 teams within an hour, an hour and a half, maybe. I mean, I, I, I'd say possibly less than that, considering mm. how, how valuable those spots are. So, I'm wondering if, like, your, let's just say, uh, flip side or whatever, who, I don't know who's the um, invited teams. I've had that on one sheet a second ago. I'm just popping it back oh, for up. for Leipzig? Uh, yeah, so Leipzig was TSM. Uh, so NRG, NRG Cloud9, Cloud Dignitas, Dignitas, TSM, TSM Complexity. Oh, no, not complexity. Uh, complexity yeah, qualified with Secret and Bread qualified with ghost over an na but i could see flipside literally having to give them a call right now and being there like can you fucking secure us a spot because you know we're too incompetent really because <laughs> players are dumb and we can't click a single button when we're meant to that, that's pretty much it i'm, I'm being wow. very exaggerated but that just seems to be it and 
I wouldn't be surprised if we get some BS from a couple of players being there like, oh, we couldn't sign up because there's not enough spaces. And you're like, just just, just turn up when you're meant to. Like, come on. It's not hard. Exactly. Well, I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> I have faith. Just kidding. I'm oh, yeah. No, we have <laughs> so... <laughs> right. Well, enough ragging on the players. It's currently the 7 o'clock GMT. Uh, a little over seven o'clock GMT as of recording yeah, this, and uh, that means we've run over again, Bacon. We we try we lied. We said the track to this one will not run over this time, and fucking that's exactly what happened. It ran he's over. He's got to get a train home, don't he? He's, he's got to go. He's got to go to Birmingham in a minute. So um, uh, we're gonna get out of here so he can actually. He's leaving in half an hour. So <laughs> why why don't we end the show? So um. <laughs> thanks again for watching ladies and gents again we appreciate all the support from watching in the live shows and of course on the podcasts and the audio the audio version of the podcast and the video version on youtube uh be sure to follow the twitter at rl aftershock and the twitch at twitch.tv slash rl aftershock to get all the information and all the latest from the eu rocket league scene through our special little news feed we're going to start upping up our twitters uh and also be sure to join the discord with an explanation mark discord if you're in the chat right now or through the show notes the link in the show notes or the descriptions of the audio and video versions of the podcast you want to get interested in that actually because we've got some really big plans coming up i teased it a little bit at the start of the year and it's starting to come back into fruition right now we've really got some good stuff going we've got a little bit of a plan set out already so uh make sure you want to you want to be in for that one trust me on that one uh and of course this podcast is also available on itunes spotify google Podcasts, and most other major pop, uh, podcast uh, distributors you can go to angle.fm slash rl aftershock to find or request your favorite platform and listen anytime anywhere bacon last thoughts before we head out for another week uh just that i'm so fucking hyped for epic land coming up like I've, i'm starting to write up like content ideas you know like can we get like the rocket league players that come along just like have a dance off i think that'd be fucking fantastic <laughs> we're getting we to the real spicy j one versus four level of um uh, show match because <laughs> legit legit it was so epic bacon if you've not seen that vod go back and watch that vod on epic land four it is insane absolutely insane it is um no 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 it's still there it's still there uh, I, i'm pretty i mean it, i'm pretty sure it's still there if not i will post a link to, in um... the aftershock discord for everyone to see yeah i I'll, I'll post something in there i'll see if i can find it but uh yeah again make sure you tune into that and make sure you follow everything as, as, as i just said we'll be back we might not be back next week actually depending on things so again you want to keep an eye on that twitter you want to find out what's going on on that uh i've got work essentially it's the short and thicker that so we might have a podcast next week if not i will try and fit something in or we'll have another extra long show on the monday after that uh but again we'll, we'll figure that out and we'll try and make sure we can actually solidly define everything and try not to drag tractor into something and miss his train so uh <laughs> once again thank you very much for listening i've been switchblade j tractor's been our guy pushing the buttons and digital bacon has been my all-important analyst that keeps me right when i am wrong and again we'll see you back here for even more very soon of the aftershock